right. Hey guys, it's JD from now this show. Actually, How are we doing today, tonight, yeah, wherever we're at in the world? Leave it to me to mess things up. I can never get this started on time. I'm here with my main man, Zero, and my other main man, Canadian Retro. What is up, guys? Not too much. I'm just painting a mini right now. <laughs> what the hell? Not too much. I'm just painting a mini right now. What the I'm getting what? feedback there. What the hell, guys? I can't have YouTube open while you're streaming. I don't have it open. Somebody's got it open. I don't have it open. There you go. That was you. Yeah, that was me. I guess I had too wow. many open. And you uh, just got to get your act together tonight here. This every time. It's this been, yeah, it's been, I don't know, my job and stuff. I don't really want to get into it. They want to switch our schedules over to like four tens, but they're like fireman schedules. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, and when I'm going to have time with the family? Oh, you get a weekend off. I'm like, yeah, like six months from now. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Work when there's work, because when there is no work, no one wants to stay home, bro. Yep. I'm I'm 100% proof of that, and he can Canadian can tell you right now. He's sitting at home when he'd rather be working. Trust me, bro. Oh yeah, yeah I know. I work when you can. When you can do it, do it. I love my job. I ain't gonna lie. I love my job. I love Except your job work. too. <laughs> well, work. Yeah, working with the kids and stuff. But I I don't really want to get into it. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it light. Yeah. So, uh, so real quick, I finished. Okay. That I, is awesome. I finished it. Um, I could put stickers on it. I was thinking about doing that, but you know what? It's done. No, leave it like that, dude. I think it's done. It works, and it works good. So. Yeah. Hey, what are you working on? I got this. Uh, yeah, I got weird cameras going on here, but. It's like uh Oh, is that that dragon? It's yes, a dragon. Yeah, I'm still working away on it. Oh, that is so sweet. I'm telling you, dude, I swear to God, hand to God, I got one of those in my bits bin. Like the stuff we kept as, you know, like, okay, we'll put this as scenery or whatever. I got yeah. one of those because a buddy of mine used to play Mage Knight. And when he joined the club, our gaming club, he gave he brought like a huge bin of Mage Knight figures and a bunch of stuff. I don't know what happened to all the figures, but I know we what kept that, some of the dragons and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. I mean, that's I, a ton of minis that I have are all Mage Knight things. They're so cheap. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. to just oh, yeah. Go down I that have... route, man. Like, instead of buying official minis, that you save yourself tons of cash. You can get lots of it for, like, cheap. And I, you know, Pay honestly, hand to God, I stopped buying. I stopped buying character miniatures. I, I'm done doing that. I don't do that anymore. I used to do it back in the day. I used to, you know. Whatever the the, the boosters would come with, or you know, you grab a bunch of fighters or paladins or whatever. I'm not. I don't do that. From now on, I just grab miniatures for monsters, and that's it. I tell the players if you want a character, I don't have a figure for you. Need to go get one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yep. you're chasing. You have like 20 paladins, 20 fighters, and then you got a player who's like, oh, I don't really like those. It's like, mm, you then. You know what I'm saying? They like, go get your own. You know. So yeah. I just I just get monsters now because that's really where as a dungeon master that's what you're doing right like you're controlling mm -hmm. all that stuff if you have npcs that you're planning on using generally generally i don't use a lot of npcs that have fake that need figures or things like that unless something specific happened during a time when the players are with an npc like yeah. it was played that way like okay you're going with this paladin to go to this church or whatever nine times out of ten i don't use npcs in combat because 
it's they're in the background. They're doing stuff in the background. They don't need to have a figure. They don't unless something specific happens. I don't need a miniature for them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like he's in the back. He's killing orcs just like you are. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I don't make it to where it's so significant that the NPC is actually handling business for the players, but I don't make it to where the NPC is actually causing problems for the players either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they're just in the background. They're doing their thing while the players are actually because you take that away from them. What do the players have? You know what I mean? Like, why be, yeah. why be a player if the Paladin NPC is, like, way better? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Hey, Bill, how you doing today? Thanks for tuning in. DM John. Stats. You yeah. guys are all in your stats. What's up, buddy? Hey, stats, heads up, bro. Um, not feeling good right now, but as soon as I am, we got to hook up, man. Get together, play some games. My buddies and I do, like, we tried to do once a month board game night where we, you know, we just throw dice and hang out and BS. Um, maybe we can get that going again soon, hopefully. Heads up. Yeah, I mainly like if my like my players, they wanted uh, NPC, so I told them, okay. They didn't want to go out and buy it. I'm like, okay, I'll print them up. And then they ended up paying me for it. <laughs> you know, what do you need an NPC for? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get it, like sidekicks and stuff like that. I get giving them, you know, because they're part of the story, right? Like, NPCs should be oh, part yeah. of the story. Now, if they're in a fight, honestly, if they're like in a fight and stuff, I'll have, mm-hmm. I'll have a mini there, sup rivers. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I'm not. I'm like you. I'm, I'm mainly, if they're not fighting or anything, why have, why build up the whole scene? Because I, the way I do it, I, I just do the battles, on the board. I really feel like your players are like, like a, you're directing a movie, right? You're the director. Mm-hmm. Your players are the main cast, you know. And you got Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, and the and the Hobbits, right? They're your players. But if you have some other guy in the background, you know, like like Boromir, but he's not Boromir. He's just a dude with a sword and a shield. What's the point of having Boromir? What's the point of having Aragorn if you got that guy doing shit too, right? Like, and then you, you're basically helping the players solve their problems as opposed to letting them solve it. And then they don't become the focus. You know, then they start thinking like, well, let the NPC do it. And then you get that that situation where the NPC is going in and setting off traps or falling in pits because no one else is like, I'm not going to die. Let the NPC die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. You go from neutral good to lawful evil in like, like an instant, (laughs) like, well, my character (laughs) would do it. Like, hmm. Okay. Bill says he's uh, good. He's in. Right on. That's what's up. Oh, yeah, because you guys don't live that far from each other, He's, do you? He lives in Chirac next to me. Huh. Lucky. Mm-hmm. You guys are in Illinois. I'm in Missouri. I'm Damn, in the bro. Great White North. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got, like, I have some friends I play uh, World of Warcraft with. They're in Australia. Well, that's easy, man. That's. Yeah, I mean, you know, I play my, my son plays against kids from Japan on Fortnite. So, well, I mean, like I got in my video game community, we, um, you know, like I'm, I've met people online or whatever. And I'm part of this group called the Cartridge Club, <laughs> just basically like like gamers, all like like minded. Most of us are, you know, like adults kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, now we have like a basically like a meetup every year. So we end up going somewhere. So one time it was like up here at one of our game shows, and then 
Beer you know, we've been to Philly and we were in uh, Chicago and next year's Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Or like this one coming up. So that's gonna be in Portland. Hmm. But we all we end up like picking an event basically and like going there. You know, that's, ends up going there. I think that's something we should all do as uh on the Discord group, like is yeah. try to organize some kind of event that's local or central to everybody that we could all get to. Yeah. You know, set something up. I think that'd be well, cool. Well, like the Cartridge Club has members from like all over the world. Like we got members in Japan, we got members that's cool. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's cool. That's gotta be really hard to organize too. Well, I mean, like not everybody shows up, right? No. Like it's whoever can. So we try yeah. to pick something where it's like different different parts, so different parts of the US or yeah. you know, so that people can attend. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you too, Kujo. I, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I feel the same way. I mean, you don't need another, you don't need more players. You just, you need to let the players do what they're supposed to do. Unless yeah. the players, uh, now here's the only time I'll let an NPC really get involved. If I only have, if I have less than four players at any given time, then I will include an NPC that can help. You know, an NPC with stats that are actually nine times out of 10, my NPCs don't have shit. They have a name, they have hit points and a class. And that is it. Like bartender, Bob, 10 hit points like that is because the, th the thing is when I create because I mostly do homebrews. So when I create a character, an NPC that's significant and has some sort of involvement in the story, they have to be there unless they die. So when the players go back, I have to have that NPC available. Right. So I try to keep it as simple as possible because keeping track of like hundreds of NPCs that they're going to come encounter, you know, that's ridiculous. So I, like I said, I give them a name, a stat, and then, or a name, some hit points and, and, and a, a, a class or a job, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, if, like I said, if my party falls below four players, then I'll involve an NPC with actual, you know, strength, you know, dexterity, constitution, and saving throws and abilities and equipment and all that stuff because they're going to need that help. You know what I'm saying? But otherwise, I don't. NPCs are NPCs. They're non-player characters for a reason. They're there and the, they're just like monsters. They're in the background, not really doing anything until they're doing something. Excuse me. I'm just saying. Well, no, yeah, it makes sense because like on mine. Okay, so my group. I just got a new player, right? And no, he's. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he used to be my boss. The funny thing is, and you should and, definitely be like, mm, you're not oh no, 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 no. He was he when he was my boss. He was one hell of a guy. Like, um, I put in for um, my local Comic Con to be off three months in advance. You gotta tell him at least one time, you're not the boss of me. You, you have to at least one time. But yeah, let's see. So back, oh, okay. Bill says, so back in the day, we used henchmen and hirelings for that. I feel like 5e is trying to do the same thing with psychics. You know, Bill, honestly, I think they are. Um, mm -hmm. it, it feels that way because, like, uh, the rule sets I have is the Unearth Arcana set for the psychics, since they're official now, but yet not official. But that's what I use. And yeah, it feels like that. Um, because they got a base stat and everything. They're in here. They have some in here. Yeah, but they only go up to like level six. Oh, what? That's, that's fine. All right, guys. I'll be right back in a second. All right. Uh, I'll take your time, brother. I mean, six level. I mean, how high do you need them to be? I mean, they should support your cast, not equal or supersede your cast. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to be yeah. below them. 
Because if they're at the same level, then what do you need to cast for? You know True. Eagle says, I like my NPCs OP, then it has more impact when they die at the hands of the big bad. I mean, you can do that once in a while. I don't see that being a problem. I've had NPCs that were really OP, but they actually, to be honest, they came from old PCs that left the game. So like if I had a player that left, I kept uh -huh. the character, they became an NPC later. And that, you know, that happened. And yes, it does have an impact because now the players knew this person, they knew the character, and now that person's gone and it's it's an impact. But otherwise, no. Nah. Hmm. I used to play games where the NPCs, the, you know, because the dungeon master was so excited about making characters and he wanted to make player characters that he could play. And it was like, dude, you're the DM. You should just be running the monsters and running the encounter. So he'd make NPCs and he'd make them so fucking powerful. We'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to chill back here and let the NPC do his thing because that's why he's here, right? And, and you know, and the GM would just get overboard and it was like, no offense, Cujo. Um, <laughs> in the background, like, wow, why am I even here if this dude's better than me and this guy? You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, those kinds of games, they don't really last long. Yeah. I, I Let's see here. What do you want, Kitty? Well... Let's see. I don't know because I'm working like I kind of got my. I kind of want to do like my big bad guy mm -hmm. to be one of the NPCs that's helping out and turn on them. I mean, that's it. Okay. As you're saying, so you're saying you make an NPC that eventually turns out to be the main villain. Mm -hmm. Surprise, I'm the main villain. How do you stop the players from finding out? Like, okay, if you don't have a cleric, if you have a cleric in the group, they're going to detect evil immediately. Immediately. It's just a regular ability they do all the time. And clerics will do it for, dude, they go into a bar. It's like, oh, the bartender offers you a drink. Mm, I detect evil. I'm detecting evil on that motherfucker. He's just offering you a drink. Yeah, but he's evil probably, maybe. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't stop that unless you have a really, really, really high level spellcaster of some kind to block that ability. That's just a divine ability that just happens and it's just free for them to do. So how do you stop them from finding out that that dude is evil? <laughs> Dean characters, ha 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 ha, always about it. Yes, it is. I was in one game, well, I was part of a game I, where I was at Aarakocra, right? And um, I was basically neutral, playing my alignment, totally neutral and stuff, and very dumb-witted. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, my guy would just, he would do like tricks and uh, like pull pranks and stuff. Being <laughs> like, oh, well, that's evil. <laughs> Your alignment's not evil. I'm like, no, I'm not evil. I'm neutral. <laughs> and so, and so I don't know. It, that that game didn't work out. <laughs> I'm joking on my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Uh, let's see. Oh, Cujo says, I have NPCs following the group through the jungle of Chol. They haven't discovered him yet. Mm -hmm. It's fun for me to leave a little hints. I can't wait to reveal them. They're only a party of three. I mean, it's it's not a bad. <clears throat> it's almost a cliche now. We've been playing for so long. It's not terrible. I get do once in a great while. You know, I just like I said, my my whole the, the the overall thought process is do not make the NPCs that valuable because you start to diminish the value of your players. Unless, like you're doing, 
something like that, where they need to become a player, they need to become a, a fourth party member, or they are the villain hiding in disguise or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like that does, it, it, it has its place. It's definitely a, a, a story hook that has its place. I'm just saying that in the general aspect of use of NPCs, they should never supersede your players, never. Because then, you know, like I said, when you, you have a cleric that can do more than the cleric in the group, what the, what's the cleric in the group? Why is he, why is he there? You know what I mean? And they're going to get that feeling. They're going to go home like, man, that dude's got like way better spells. He's higher level. He, I suck. He gets all the roles. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Hey, that's character. one thing I didn't like because the um, in this group I was in, the DM, his character, it's like, whoa, this, 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 this. I know this. I'm like, how can you DM if you know this stuff? Yeah. Well, metagaming is very hard to stop. Yeah. You got to be really alert and attentive to, do, to changing those behaviors from players and much less if the dm is doing it you know what i'm saying like if dm's doing it you're in a bad situation already you know what i'm saying and i mean that's just that's a hard fight like it's hard when you're dealing with a player who's metagaming hey much less, here. much less a dm that is doing it and not even realizing or sometimes they do know and they don't care that they're using that information that inside information you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. my npcs are usually pretty stupid they're pretty low intelligence because you know, again, you know, your wizard's got a 17 intelligence, but my NPC's got <laughs> intelligence, like. Yeah, wizards, um, there's no, wizards went on Cujo. There are cases where you meet an NPC yeah. that happens to be that good at what, like, you know, some people will go and meet a, a really powerful wizard, you know, but that's a special case. That's not an NPC. That's that's a, a character encounter. It's like meeting Dritz Duerden. And you're like, oh my god, he's a better drow elf than I am. Well, yeah, he's Dritz the Order. He's a legendary hero. There's a difference between that and I made a drow elf that's just so powerful. Your character sucks next to him. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope it makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah, it does. And let's see, Kuja says, let's have a guide. They have a guy that has about doing handling himself. If you want them to attack, you'll get less experience. So I asked them. What do they want? To mm, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. So if you put the NPCs in a position where they're over-involved in the party's um, adventuring or fighting or whatever, then you're giving the players less experience points. I, I can see that. That that makes sense. I mean, how else would you balance it, right? Like, you can't have the guy just walk away and be like, "No, I'm not going to help you. I'm out," because then they're going to never trust that guy and probably kill him after the encounter anyway. So yeah, I mean, I, I make it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I know. Um one of my uh, uh, players uh, last week uh, asked if they could talk to me. I'm like, yeah, what is it? And he's, uh, he brought up a good point. He liked um, one encounter that we had. Hey, welcome back. Welcome hey. back. Would you like some popcorn? <laughs> How about a drink? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice mug you got there, cuz. Matt, you know what? I got this at a thrift store years ago. I got like three of these for like $2 a piece. Nice. And this one, it had a J on it. I'm like, I got to get this one. Other two had like some kind of place on it, but I'm like, yeah, I have to get this. And whenever I like a DM at, when I used to DM at home or play D&D here, I always drank out of this. I'm like, uh, this help get, helps me get in the mood. I had it for years. But, um, my player, he's like, hey, um, whenever we was in that um, Coliseum in the battle, I didn't really like that style. I'm more like the 
teamwork style that you do with us and stuff. I'm like, okay. What, what, is, what do you mean? What do you mean? Hold on. What do you mean style? What what happened? A one on one battle. Player versus player. No, not player versus player. Like player what? versus just one PC at a time. Like an eater. Then nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he he didn't like it, which I I can understand, you know, because he went to like against the man core and stuff. What you should tell him though is to just shut the fuck up and let it happen. Mm -hmm. um, because here's the thing: if you didn't do it all the time, it's not an everyday thing. Then shut up and enjoy the experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, have a good time with it. I've done it with players that go into gladiatorial arenas. It's, I mean, it's a cool encounter. And testing those players on their own rather than okay, well, the wizard's going to cast a spell, the rogue's going to backstab, the barbarian's going to take a lot of damage for me, and I'm going to do my little thing. No, you got to test your own skills every once in a while. That's what that's yeah. for. That, that that you had no re you got no reason to feel sorry for that encounter. That was that's probably a good encounter that taught him a good lesson about mm -hmm. where he's putting his points and where he's putting his skill value. Hey, Cujo, I'll give you this cup for some dwarven forge. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> True story. What, the store that I shop at, Games Plus, it's not too local. It's a little bit away from me. I go there every once in a while. They just put on their website that they had just found found an entire case of Dwarven Forge stuff. They just put it out like Caverns Deep and a bunch of other old Dwarven Forge stuff. And I was like, damn. Damn, Cujo. <laughs> wow. Uh, Bill says he likes Gladiator style. Yeah, every once in a while. It's not bad, man. It's, it's, it's really fun to test. I don't think I've ever your... played that kind of way. No. Like like you've never, no. I mean, I've never been in that situation, I guess I should say. I don't know. I've always uh, done, it. I've done it twice, and I've only done it when my players were captured by mm -hmm. a powerful entity or a lord or whatever, guy in the town or whatever, you know, uh, and, and they're being used for sport. And usually it's the fighters. It's the fighter or the barbarian or the cleric, you know, those guys that can actually scrap, I'll put them in there. Because you don't want to put like a, you don't put a druid in a gladiatorial pit. You just don't because it's a druid and they're going to win. Like, if it's a regular dude and they're not right on top of the druid, the druid's going to win. The, the wizard's going to win. The sorcerer's going to win. I mean, it just takes one spell, you know. But if you put the fighters in there, it gives them a chance oh, to kind of story. Me see where I'm at with my skills. Because here's the thing. And this is just a 3.5 experience. Like, I don't know about 5 yet, but I know for 3.5, it was really important for players to choose the correct feats for their level development, right? And I would have players like fighters be like, oh, I'm going to choose like uh, move without provoking attack of opportunity. And I was like, no, yeah, that's because he's like, I'd like to be able to get in and out of combat without fight, you know, without provoking attacks. And I'm like, yeah, that's a cool thing. But is that your thing? Will you be the best fighter possible with that ability where you could just take great cleave? And it doesn't matter because you can just hit everybody. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, and so I had to help people like, listen, and it wasn't like, this is the way I want to do it. This is how you should do it. It's just like, look, man, you're a fighter. Get everything that it, it revolves around being a fighter. You're not a rogue. Don't buy stuff. Don't put stuff in your categories that are rogue-esque or cleric-esque or wizard-esque because then at the end of the game, when you get to 19th, 15th, you know, 15th to 20th level and you're fighting those monsters that you cannot make mistakes with those feats and those skills that you chose to put your points in are going to be useless to you. And then you're going to be like, well, damn, I just didn't come. I just didn't, you know, make it. And they're like, well, that's because that fifth level, you chose that stupid ass feat that you thought was cute. And you didn't choose the one that really suited what your character was for.
You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's you know when those kind of, like I said in the early stages you do the gladiator arenas to kind of help those players like did you really mean to choose that ability? Was that an ability you should have really chose? Yeah, you got sleight of hand now. That's cool. But you're a barbarian. Do you really need sleight of hand? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. shouldn't you yes. have taken greater rage? Like, don't you think that might have been something more your style? Now you're kind of like a barbarian rogue. You want to be like Conan the Barbarian? Okay, cool. Now you're like Conan. But at 20th level, that shit ain't going to work. I'm not gonna fly. You're not gonna fly to hand a dragon. He's he's not gonna. They're not gonna put up. A beholder's gonna be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Where's all your hit points at, barbarian? Where's all your rage at? You know what I'm saying? Like now it's gone. You know. So that's the kind of lesson I like to teach people, especially like I said, gladiatorial arenas are good for that because we're testing them early, and they can be like, okay, I really need to refocus my thought process on where this character is gonna go, because that little dude over there just handed me my business, and I sucked at it. You know, I sucked at the one thing I'm supposed to be good at. You know, that's just my take. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I dumbed down the stats for like the Manicor and like all these other creatures and stuff for them because they're only level three. Mm. So I like basically just, I just, I basically on the stats I winged it, <laughs> cut down the attack power, cut down the attacks and stuff. <laughs> for what? Everything like on the manacore, I cut like the attacks in half and everything. What level is the manacore? I tried to make it about the same level as them. Uh, let me, no, no. what challenge rating is a manticore? Uh, let me check. I got it right here. Challenge three. Okay, so they should be able to handle it, right? For two characters? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But uh, no, it was basically one on one. The battles were like one on one style. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You threw a level three player, one guy. What class was he? He's a fighter. Against a third level Manticore? Yeah. Wow. Uh, honestly, he was holding his own too. Where, where was he holding it away from the guy? <laughs> Running in circles from it. Oh, Manticore should have killed him, like, like in the first round. <laughs> the Manticore was missing. Like my rolls sucked for a while. But if they were good, yeah, that dude would have died in the first round. Dude. What does the Manticore got? Like four or five attacks. One of them is like the poison tail. Uh, they have bite, claw, and tail spike with multi attack, which I use the multi attack only like mm. twice. That's it, and the mm. second time it always missed. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see. I, I don't know when I do monster encounters. I'll do, I'll do PCs and downgrading Cujo. Downgrade. Uh, I don't downgrade anything actually. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't because the players have enough stuff. I always just keep it at their level challenge because. They have enough stuff in their repertoire to handle it. If they're if you're putting them in that situation, they either should be able to handle it or should know when it's time to run, right? Like, and if they can't run, I i.e. gladiatorial arena, they should be able to handle it. Otherwise, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of being a dick. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm 
or I'm setting them up for a situation that I know they can't win, that they're going to have to stop. And then there's going to be some dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a prelude to something else. Like, you know, they know they can't win. So they're like, okay, well, what's happening? What is really happening? That, you know, why would the DM put me in this situation? You know? Bill, do you have the uh, monster manual in front of you too? <laughs> or do you just know that by heart? Because he says, uh, Manicore multi-attack. Manicore makes three attacks. One with the bite, two with his tail, or three with his tail spike. And that's exactly what it says in the monster manual. <laughs> well, man, that thing is up close. Yeah. Isn't that a joke? They got to be, when I throw a manticore, they got to be ready. They got to have all their, their hit points, <laughs> at least a potion or two, and somebody got to be able to heal poison because... Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> after every battle... I gave them like a potion that refills the health back up and stuff. Mm. So they, they was ready. And like I told them, uh, between battles, c treat it as a long rest. That way you get, you know, treat it as a long rest. Eh, I do that sometimes, but. Mm. I got Dean and DB on open. <laughs> Smart man. I think like. <laughs> hacks. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe I'm harsh, but I feel like. In that type of situation, right? They're gonna mm -hmm. get they're in a gladiatorial pit. Whoever's keeping them there is gonna keep them alive as long as possible to keep them fighting, right? Because that's the whole point, right? Whoever's you know making them fight is making money off of making them fight. So no, let's keep them alive as long as possible. Unless they get completely obliterated on the on the battlefield, they're gonna come back. They're gonna heal them up. I get it. But if they're in a dungeon or they're in an encounter or they're in the wilderness, I don't I don't leave them with healing. I don't give them any healing at all unless they come across someplace that would have it, you know, like a dungeon or a town or something that would have that kind of healing or a, a wandering cleric even. I've done that, but generally, no, I, it's kind of helps the players learn not to be reckless with their stuff because a lot of times when they know the DM is going to be like, ah, he's got our back with potions. Let me just jump off this cliff. I think I'll make it. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm -hmm. the fighter's like, I don't think you're going to make it, bro. The dwarf's like, yeah, I, I got this, bro. I got this. And he jumps into a, gods. He jumps oh. into a river with full plate armor, and he's like, "Why am I drowning? How come I don't got plate this? armor on?" You know, and but they get used to the DM spoon feeding them help. See, and I didn't want that. Yeah, don't, no, don't. I didn't. I don't want to spoon feed them help. Don't do that. Well, no. If they run out of hit points, they're not doing the right thing. I mean, that is my book. I mean, as a DM too, though, you got to know when it's time, right? Like you're keeping track. If your your dungeon screen should have their hit point, you should have whatever, however you do it, post it. So you got it on your computer, whatever. You should have track of all their hit points, so you know it's like, well, the you know the lizard men are attacking again, and these lizard, this one's going to attack you, this one's going to attack you, this one's going to attack you. If there's a player with like three hit points left, you know that lizard man's going to do at least minimum six. Don't attack that guy that round. That's where you're helping them. They don't know it, but that's where you're helping them. You know what I'm saying? You know, because if you do attack him, you, then you know it's like, well, he's only got three hit points. I'm gonna just kill him. What's the point? What were you? Yeah, what your, my manicure didn't have poison. Ah, uh, so that's still pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, but you know, I guess they play. I don't know. My two players they play in another game in another game too on on some other nights and I guess a totally different style. And some of the guys take turns uh, DMing too. So one week they might play somebody else's campaign and stuff. Yeah. And everything. I mean, wrong with that, I guess. 
No, but uh, as, long as, as long as each player knows that your game is your game and not theirs. Yeah. That's the hardest thing because I've done that before. And other players are like, well, so-and-so doesn't do that. Yeah, well, you're not playing so-and-so's game, bro. Like, we're in a mm-hmm. totally different situation right now. And if that's what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, please. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and like my new player, like I said, he used to be uh, our old boss and stuff. And he's like, dude, we can have it in my house, you know. We can play in my basement. My wife's not going to care. And I ran it by, um, I ran it by, and one of my players was like, no, I really like having it at my house. So I'm like, eh, you know, that's understandable. But, you know. You know what's most comfortable for you? I'll play wherever. Mm-hmm. There you go. You, know. you could switch it up. A couple weeks at one place, a couple weeks at the other mm-hmm. place. Give yeah, we play, play. We yeah. try to play every other week. We mm-hmm. couldn't play last week because of the weather around here. Couldn't play this week because I said, okay, well, let's move it to next week and stuff. Couldn't play this week, uh, this past Wednesday because everybody was sick. Oh, that's, it says that black dragon. Yeah, I sprayed it with some black um, from the airbrush that I had left over. Because oh, I spilled a shit ton of the paint when I was doing the damn bunker. So I decided to do some Xenophil, some Xenophil primering on this guy. I, I don't agree. like crit or like me as a DM. You know what? I just want to play and have fun. If my character dies, I had another one rolled up. Uh, I don't know. He's going to change his name from critical to a new character. <laughs> 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 I, I got two rolled up already. How about that? <laughs> I got a circle rolled up, and I got uh, <laughs> that dwarf rolled up. Players, death should be a possibility. Otherwise, what's the point? If there's no threat of death, what's the point? That's just straight up boring. You know, and I agree there. You know, uh, yeah, Bill did from Rose Stats. Bill, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Like, if you if you if you don't have a sense that you could die in a such in the situation, it's like a, it's like a video game that's you know like you play a little kid's video game or something. There's no like death. There's no loss there's nothing then there's nothing at risk therefore it's not enjoyable right like that's why adults don't want to play little kitty games yeah like in one of the earlier episodes of critical Role campaign two when molly mock died i agree to a degree here's why. here's why i agree that death should be the end all be all your players should know and should respect that their characters can die. Like that's hand got that's how it mm-hmm. should be. They should know if they go into a trap without pre- being prepared and they get caught up in that trap because they weren't being prepared or were being ignorant or being negligent with other characters, they deserve to die. I don't know if I feel 100% confident in having multiple characters rolled up because I feel like that when I've done that, and I have, I find that the players who have done that ahead of time are on the fence at the very beginning of the campaign about what to play, right? So they're like, I'll make a secondary. So when this character dies, when this character died, I can just roll into my secondary. And the problem is, it's like, you're really not investing anything into that first character. They're not going to invest 100% because they know they got a backup. They know I got. So it's just like that. If they never die, there's no threat, right? But if they have 100 characters lined up, there's no threat either. 
right? Because they're just going to keep going. I'll just throw in the dwarf now. No, I'll just throw in the barbarian. No, I'll just throw in my cleric now. Now they're at 15th level with three characters that made no progression in the story whatsoever, who the story makes no sense to anyway, any, at all anymore either. So like I said, I agree with to a, to a degree. You know, and after a certain point, players are going to be so wealthy. I mean, let's face it. Your players are the wealthiest characters in the entire game. It doesn't matter how big the dragon horde is. Your players are always the wealthiest characters in the game. They find treasure beyond measure. In They can find it in one dungeon and just mm -hmm. be creative. Like, all right, well, let's put this shit in the bag of holding because the wizard just happened to have one. And now they go back to town and they're... They're millionaires. They don't have to, you know what I mean? They really don't have to do anything else. They choose to keep adventuring. But you know what I'm saying? Like when when you have that secondary character, that backup character, I feel like players are like, eh, first one doesn't matter. I got one in the I got one in the in the chamber ready to go. So this one is not important to me. You know, and that one's not important because I got a third one ready to go. So that's that's just it's it's a fine line. Yeah, but at the same time, your players obviously know like when you're playing something that if your character dies that you're going to be continue to be part of the group like so sure. you're going to be rolling out something anyways no matter what happens sure i mean yeah there's there's that or they could leave you know i've had people leave because they got pissed off that they died you know and it was like well i didn't, I didn't kill well, them. well then then that's not the kind of player you want right yeah. around you, yeah so. i mean well either that or i mean life you know sometimes situations occur it's like you know what yeah it's okay clear. well that's different you know, that's, that's, a rare that's case. not what we're talking about yeah, that's a rare yeah. case. Well, see, like Bill just said, no, no, no. You start at level, you start again at level one. Ha ha ha. Trust me, you're invested. So, like starting over at level one when you have level 15 characters, won't they be just babysitting you? Mm -hmm. That motherfucker will get scared by feathers falling. <laughs> at the same time, you're going to level, you're going to level up pretty quickly if you're hanging mm -hmm. out with the 15 level characters because you'll be. In on things that you know gain an experience that you don't really uh that you didn't contribute that much to. Yeah, uh, like a video game. You'll be, You'll be the NPC in the group. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Kujo says, Yeah, it's a great area, but I but I told hate he better make a bunch of characters because he's the tank. I love killing tanks. <laughs> I'm a cleric that doesn't heal, so does that count? <laughs> My cleric heals too much. I I purposely <laughs> to, his made, own, I, to his own detriment. I purposely made a care uh, made a cleric that doesn't heal because I'm like, when you think honestly, first thing that you think of cleric is, oh, we have a healer because we have a cleric. He's just a religious yeah. fighter. And that's all he is, bro, and not a good fighter. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, what I is mean, he my like? My, my, my cantrips the my cleric use do more damage than his warhammer. So I'm like, I don't even see the point of him having a warhammer. My Warhammer does a D D six plus one. Well, okay, so it does a D six plus one. My I got uh, as a cantrip. What's the name of that one? It's like flash something or whatever. I don't know. It does a D eight? So yeah, but the Warhammer, the Warhammer will have potential later. Yeah, well, see, you'll like find, I, yeah. you're gonna find a Warhammer that does like D ten magical blah blah blah. The item yeah. itself is, is insignificant because you're gonna keep finding better item. Well. Depending on your GM, because your GM could be like, "Yeah, it's totally legit. It works." <laughs> yeah. Eighteenth level with a, a D six damage. Exactly retro Canadian. <laughs> exactly retro Canadian. Oh, uh, Kuja says, Cler uh, "Chris Cleric is already dead." <laughs> Cr 
crap. My okay. player pretty much my my uh, pretty much like throws himself out there. That's his, that's one of his personality traits. Is he'll he'll yeah. help people to the detriment of himself. That's it, like one of the traits I gave him. Well, see, I like, went with like, my, uh... one of the things that describes what he would do. So he basically has like a like our our original DM mm-hmm. um, gave everybody like at the start just gave him a choice of like a magical item that. You have to you have to come up with your magical item on your own, and it has to be like it can't be like some Uber thing. Like it just has to be some sort of like you know cantrippy, very like no damage kind of thing, right? So my so my uh, the one I created for my guy because of the, his nature is basically like his holy symbol. He can use it to give somebody a, a hit point back um, of health, but to to his detriment, he takes two. Oh, so he's sacrificing his life for the well-beings of others. Yeah. (laughs) What's your constitution? Mine? I can't even remember. I don't use it that often. Uh... You better have some (laughs) solid hit points, boy. (laughs) The dragon is always got like 23 hit points, I think. You know what my magical item would be? My dragon dagger. I'll summon a fucking dragon. <laughs> look at him, look at him. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get put on a timeout. You keep that shit up. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Hate says that we're gonna play some old school tomb of horrors. We're gonna did. Oh, we're gonna die. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, and, and my, oh, my character also has this like nasty habit. No matter what game it seems to, that I'm playing or who I'm playing with, something. That just ditches me, takes off, leaves <laughs> me with it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> See, I made a. Uh, I'm like, what is this keep happening to me? Yeah, for our little game, I made a forge cleric. Hmm. Oh. So, what does that do? Basically, he's a, like a blacksmith. So why do I, I call him a cleric if he doesn't heal? Well, um, I got I got the stats and stuff in my binder. Uh, you know, I'll just bring it up on D and D Beyond real fast. No, I'm just saying, like, what what is why is he a cleric? If well, he, he has like uh, he, he does damage do? through some spells. Okay, so he uses divine spells and stuff. Yeah, he, he he uses like divine spells. Have healing. Yeah. Or is it that you choose not to get healing spells? Is that what it is? No, I see. I can make um, a forge cleric. They can make one non magical weapon a magical weapon. Okay. Till and. For them, they can do it once a day until the end of the day. Then they do a long rest or whatever. Then they can do it again. Yep. And later on, they can uh, enhance, I believe, uh, enhance armor to increase your AC by one. That's pretty good. Yeah. He's spending a lot of time, like. Oh, yeah. And I can, like, make armor and stuff, too. And I duplicate items and everything. Do you guys, as DMs, do you make players do those types of things, like go through the, the process of, like when people prep spells, do you make like spellcasters prep spells with, with uh, requirements, like potion, like dust and, and bat wings and things? Do you make them have those requirements for your spells, or do you just say, okay, you have the components needed, let's just do the spell, whatever, prep your spells? The way I do it, honestly, like if you're, I throw components out the door. If you're a magic user and you know how to do magic, or you learn how to do magic, like uh, Gandalf, you know he doesn't have the components on him to do those spells. 
Uh, yeah, so I guess, did. I, I guess, uh, he some components to use spells. He did. Yeah. Well, I guess he, he had, had a spell focus. He did have things to focus his spells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, I'm like a sorcerer. Well, I no, guess sorcerers, they different. don't need that stuff. Never mind. Yeah, but, but I'm, uh, talking about, like, I'm talking about like wizards and, you mm -hmm. know, things that need components for spells. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you make them go through that process of collecting components or not? Because I don't, I don't do it only because of the time it takes to do it, and some components are extremely rare. Now, really high-level spells, I kind of make them look for it, you know? Like a wish spell, there's components for that. It's like, eh, you should get those components because that's a really powerful spell. High-level spells, I would, but I haven't ran a campaign that high. What? No, the highest-level campaign I've ran, honestly, has been a level 5. What about and you? My group what about you, Retro? You have you ran? I don't run any games. I'm just a player oh, right okay. now. Have you played you it in campaigns? You get what you get. Not really. No. I mean, we, we, just started our, we just started our five E group, man. I've only ever been in one really, whatever you call it, group. Gotcha. So far, okay. so we're just mm -hmm. we started at level one. We're at level three right now, going on to four pretty soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm now, still damn confused about the rules. <laughs> okay, so in your group, so okay. I am not an expert in this in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, I. But uh, okay, so I use milestone. Uh, Bill says he uses uh, spell components. Okay. Uh, it controls OP casters. I charge them go for components. Okay. Uh, I use the embrace two. Diamond for resurrections, which I would use. Yes. Yes. Yep. I think you guys would hate me as a DM, Evil Left. Yeah. No. Yeah. We should play, Bill. Honestly, we should do like an online play or something. I would. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it makes sense. You know, I, I, I forego some of the smaller spell components because it's like, all right, it's just a one-two spell. But some of the bigger spell components like resurrection, like I said, wish. Uh -oh. Greater fireball or whatever, meteor storm and stuff like that. Things like that. It's like uh, you got to get those components because those are really powerful spells. Anything past like seventh level, it's pretty potent spell. So kind of like uh, you should get those components or at least pay for them, and I'll assume you have them. You know, because like equipment, like starting equipment. Do you guys do you guys pay for starting equipment? Uh, this one I have my players. Um, earn it because since they're part of this hero guild it was kind of like given to them as part of a uh class thing like class equipment yeah i don't so. i don't uh i Let's have do it. not, have not uh, charged the players okay. starting equipment ever mm -hmm. because uh, what i'll do is give them an adventurer's pack their clothes whatever basic armor stuff they can carry or use i'll give it to them because to me it's like one adventure, they're going to have enough money to pay for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like the reward for their first adventure is going to be so high. And a lot of players don't even like GMs and players don't realize like, what is it? Uh, supply and demand or like an economy flow into in the world. Like mm -hmm. if people are in a town, they're using copper pieces to pay for everything. And your guy rolls in and he throws down like three gold for a, a beer when it only costs a copper for food and a night's stay. You're changing yeah. the economy, everything, right? Like you're changing the dynamic of the way that town works. So I try yeah. to keep it. So it's like you know, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna have money. The players are gonna come across coin. Like it's just everybody they kill is a potential for leaving coin. 
you know, so to me, it's like starting equipment. That's nothing. You know, when it starts to get to the point where it's like, I want this magical spear. I'm looking for this thing, you know, like a, a horse and carriage. I'll make them pay for a horse and carriage because they're really big. It's a lot of, it's a lot of resource needed to take care of a horse and carriage. So I'll make them pay for that. Cause then they start to think like, I don't want to lose this. So I'm not just going to abandon my horse and carriage. Like a lot of times I can't tell you how many times my players would get to a dungeon entrance, park, park the horse and carriage by a tree, hit the, you know, the alarm and then just walk away. <laughs> and then like three days later, they come out of this dungeon. Like, well, dude, where's my car? You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Where'd you leave it? You know, well, I parked it right here by the tree. Well, it's a horse and a carriage. It's not going to stay there forever. You know, and he's like, but I hit the thing. I did the alarm thing. Like, no, dude, come on. Doesn't work that way, buddy. So, so you know, like I said, I, there's things you make them pay for and things I don't. I was just curious if everybody else does it. So what's the package? Like Bill says uh, in 5e, he uses the package, whatever they get, they get with their class. And I guess Kujo does too. I guess, yeah. I, I haven't really delved into it, but I guess it's, there's a starting you know, point. Like Kujo's it's, not feeling well. So that's why he's not on camera tonight. It's okay. Yeah, we still love him. There's uh, I know in three five there was always uh, like <laughs> if you look at the character class in the in the player's handbook, at the end of the class description it'll say starting package and it'll show you like okay they get a backpack or a traveler's cloak or you know yeah. whatever small stuff that they get just to come out of their house like they actually prepare to leave their house with it, but I let the players like I said aside from that I let the players go into the to the player's handbook and just pick. The things, the other little things like the lanterns and the oil and the rations and things like that that they want to just. I don't charge them for that because it's like you're gonna. That's the, oh, okay. The, you're gonna go through that and you're gonna need to buy more eventually. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be. That should not be something that you tax them for everything. You know what I mean? Like I said, they're gonna be so wealthy; it's not even gonna matter. Like. So it's basically the same thing I use. I, I let them pick whatever, uh, like. Certain things that they they can use. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, like yeah, if, I if the wizard says, "All right, I'm going to buy a halberd, like a two-handed halberd," I'm like, "Why?" You know, I mean, because well, I think it'd be cool to have a wizard with a halberd. I'm like, "Yeah, you okay? Sure. I mean, you could try it. You're not going to be good at it, and it's going to yeah. slow you down. You know what I mean? Like you try to talk them out of like being simple with their money and their minds. But you know, a lot of times when you give the players those options, they they pick the things that they they need, like. You know, but they're not, you know, it's not abusive. You know what I'm saying? And you just got to keep track of that. That's all. You just got to stay on top of it and make sure that they don't. So, okay, on experience, how do you reward it? See, I, I like using the milestone system myself. I don't, I don't use milestone only because when I plan a game, I plan it for a long term. Mm -hmm. So I use experience points. You know, I just use, I use encounter points, puzzle points. Like if my encounters are either, you know, physical challenges, mental challenges, or social challenges. And those are the, where they get their experience. There is a part in the DMs guide that lets you give experience for gold, but I don't do that. Because like I said, you know, they stumble into a dragon's lair and they're just rich. You know what I mean? Like, because the players are going to take whatever the fuck they want. So, you know, I'm not saying that they're always going to come across a dragon's lair. I'm just saying like wealth is, is in abundance for adventurers. Like I've had players like go into a, a kingdom where the king is like, I need your help to do this job and I'll pay you with these rubies. And the players are like, all right, that sounds cool. You know, but it's like, I don't need your rubies, bro. Like I'm rich, bitch. Like I don't need your money. I'm just here because I want to kill some orcs and fight dragons and shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
then you got to kind of make it about like purpose about something else. Yeah. Like rather than just money. Right. And that's the thing is I found too, after a certain point, players just lose focus on money. There's not, you always have that one player that's greedy and it's like, oh, I want to be super rich, whatever, whatever. I want all the gems, you know, but a lot of times after like sixth, seventh level, once they get to 10th level, they don't give a fuck about money. Players don't care about money. It's like, nope. Yeah, but you could always find a way to drain them. <laughs> yeah. Could, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But even then, they know I get that shit back. It'll come back around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill says the problem with XP that it encourages murder hobos, and I guess in his experience. Yeah, it does uh, to a degree. Cujo says, oh, the. <laughs> That's an awesome miniature. Oh, yeah. Uh, so E was getting the Gale Force 9 Storm Giant. Who's got the Gale Force 9 Storm Giant? Evil. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Bill says he likes the milestone, but modifies the milestone system. Uh, Explain the milestone system. Explain it to me. What's the milestone system? Okay. So the milestone system, the way I do it is after a major event, I have my players level up. Mm, okay. So, like, after a big battle, I tell them, okay, guys, this is where you level up. Because you get to control when they level up. Okay. So then, so then what, what dictates the challenges that they encounter if you're just going to level them up? Like, what, what what's the value of the challenge ratings? I just, like, like okay. Major point of the story. Like if a third level group fought a Manticore, right? They should probably be really close to leveling up. They are. If they defeated that Manticore, like as a group, they no, should probably uh, be really close that. to he, really he close to leveling up. Hmm? He lost the battle. Well, I mean, but still, you <laughs> but know, yeah, I'm, no. I'm not that case. I'm saying just in general, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if a third level group came across a Manticore, you know, and they're prepared, they should be close to. Well, no, that should be like they should be one quarter in to their next level, right? Like if they're just third level, they just got there. They fight a manticore. They should be third level and a quarter. And then they just should one, you know, three more third level challenges and they should be ready to level up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because after the after mm-hmm. the session, mm-hmm. my players are going to level up again. Mm. So there's about two or three sessions that I try to have them level up, maybe four sessions, mm. depending on how the story goes. I'm stingy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just go by. Because, yeah, you could you could get into that murder hobo situation. Like, I guess that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all about, you know, controlling the narrative, right? Like, if you let that happen and you don't you don't sit the players down and say, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know? I mean, and like I said, if you challenge them with puzzles, you challenge them with social, you know, situations where they, they have to be social and not stabby stabby then, you know, you should reward that. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they know, like, if the players are like, well, you know, we could go through this whole dungeon and just kill everything. You know, if the GM, if there's stuff in here that we can kill, you know, but then they're going to come across that thing they can't kill. And it's like, oh, well, what do we do? You know, then they're not going to know, you know? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Bill says milestones are generally tied to story points, not kills. You rewards people from moving forward without just killing, which you know, uh, it rewards creativity and role play. 
Sure, absolutely. I, I can, I can, I yep. can agree with that. That makes sense. I mean, especially like you said, I guess the milestones being story points where it makes sense for them to. The reward is them leveling up. You know, I get that, totally. Yeah. You know, I just don't want it to be a, a constant thing in people's minds that oh, once we talk to the king, it will be good and we'll level up. You know what I mean? Like, kind of. Sometimes. You know, right now, I don't know. Right now in my story, so right now one of my players was framed for killing the king. <laughs> then suddenly, when he's yeah, uh, the players in the prison right now, and the king is just just shows up right in front of his uh, cell. Hmm. Like there was a body, they found a body of the king in the king's room, and something that looked like the player comes out running, bumps into the player, and he didn't run or nothing. He's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna." It wasn't me because I got this, this, and this. Of course, the guards didn't believe him hmm. because Is it a doppelganger. I don't want to go go too much into it, just in case if one of them's watching. Oh, <laughs> you guys should not be watching. It's too late for you guys to be up. Well, uh, some of them, <laughs> these guys are still at work. Well, we're we'll getting off now. <laughs> Night, John. Let's see, what is a GM? I'll be right back in like thirty seconds, guys. I just gotta right. grab some super glue to put this sucker on the base. Got it. What's the crowd saying? Uh, let's see here. G means uh, game master. Oh, GM. Yeah, that's Game Master. Yeah, game master. I, I say GM a lot because I've played a ton of different role-playing games like Vampire the Masquerade, Firefly, a bunch of different games. So I use the term GM more than I use DM. I apologize. But, yeah. I mean, actually, no, I don't apologize. <laughs> Tabletop Wargaming, same thing. Usually when there's someone, like, orchestrating, like, campaigns and stuff, you call them a GM, Game Master, GM. So, you know, that's me. Sorry. Sorry, not Sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> John, how come DM John's not jumping in on us? What's up with that, bro? I, I, I put the thing in Discord. What's up, John? Get in here, bro. Yeah. I know you're sitting there. You're waiting. You just get well, I think, in. He, I think he said he went to bed. No, he did not. Did he go to bed? That's what he said. The last thing he said was Lyle's. I was being sarcastic. Was sarcastic. Well, then get your <laughs> sarcastic butt on the damn channel. <laughs> I got my new DM D and D hat. Yay! That is awesome. I got a shirt coming too. So from now on, whenever we do DM D and D after dark, I'm gonna have my. Uh oh, kid aggro. Yep, I better go. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Coming, honey. All right, so I'm gonna dance. That's it. That's all you guys are gonna get. Where's Hayda? Is she still on with us? Hayda, are you still here? If you are, raise your hand. Yep, it's just right. zero. Just me. It, I want to get John on, but he won't get on. He's scared of me or something. I don't know. Hate. I know you're at work, right? You can't get on, but you should. You should tell your boss you got stuff to do. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's a link if anybody wants to join me. Join you where? 5 p.m. What the deuce? 
You gonna go live, hate? Finally. <laughs> you know, I gotta get close to read the screens. Every time you guys type, I gotta get all the way over there to read it, bastards. Hey, you gotta figure out a time when you can stream, bro. That's like you, you're super busy, and it'd be awesome. Get on here and stream. I should have done one yesterday, but I wasn't feeling good. I'm not feeling good now. Hmm. Oh, that's oh, okay. I see what you're saying. My bad. So that's the link for here. I wonder if I click it, I'll jump in again. Like two, I got this two. thing on the wrong thing. I got the, on the private chat, and I'm like, "What are you? Who are you talking to?" So, guys, I there's something in the private chat. There we go. So, look at this, Cujo. Guess what? Everybody's like responding to what people are saying. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" My ship is better, Cujo. Your what? My ship. Is that a toy? Yes. Oh my god! Right here. What is that from? It's one of those play. Fisher Price toys. Oh right here. There he is. I think I saw one. Fisher Price toys. There he is. Right here. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Thanks, John. You got to turn off YouTube. There you go. There you go. Of course, it's missing a door, so I'm going to have to find that. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? Let me I'm turn. Doing great. Thank you for joining us. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear us? Absolutely. I just turned uh, YouTube off. There you go. Yep. Some nice paint and wearing on that ship would look awesome. Yeah, I agree. And you so, only get like probably like five bucks for it. So what are we gonna play some D and D with Streamyard? You think we could do it? Well, you know, we get twenty. Uh, the free the free account gets twenty hours a month. Oh. So. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, if somebody wants to like host it and stuff, that or uh, so we're using it right now for this quality content. Is that a cumulative yeah. or is that just no matter what it is, twenty hours a month, use or not? Yeah, I was I was fucking with you zero about the GM thing, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> of course you were because I don't I don't play anything but Dungeons and Dragons, man. <laughs> you got to diversify your bonds, bro. I, I spend too much time in the care of others. Yeah, I saw that video. That was awesome. Now, I asked in the video, well, what do you guys think? Gargantuan or huge? Gargantuan. Right? That's that's what I said. I mean, is that huge? This is huge. That's a huge base. Well, I don't know then. Look, I mean, man. it's, I, yeah, gargantuan. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. That's yeah. What I that's, thought. What was that like one of those land uh land cruiser things from Star Wars or whatever? No, no, no. This is a it's a shipwreck revenant from Reaper oh, Ball. Okay. I just I didn't get a good look at it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's got all kinds of barnacles, parts of ships. Oh wow, that's cool, man. Pretty cool. Are you using that uh, tack? That was. Well, I took it off because I'm I'm getting ready to paint them and glue them. Hey, anybody seen that uh, that German kid that uh, makes everything from like scraps? He built like a gold dragon and a yeti, and I found him quite by accident the other day. He's pretty badass, man. Oh, but if you send us a yeah, link, I'll look that. it up. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. He goes out in the woods and like gets bark and stuff, and yeah, man, and yeah. like makes things out of like oatmeal boxes and. And he does oh, it. looks pretty good, man. What's his name? I think I've had watched him. Mike or something? I don't know. It's he plays the guitar and uh, he calls himself a bard. Bardcraft. Bardcraft. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh, I've seen his. Yeah. Yes, I've seen his stuff. Yes. The, 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 what made me think about it was Zero's big model there, you know, because it's talking about the barnacles. Because this guy was what the last video I was watching, he was. Building the uh, forest dragon out of bark and shit like Canadian Retro was talking about. That's pretty cool. <sighs> it's pretty amazing how he does it. Eh? Just like cutting things up with a knife. and. Yeah. What's the question, Zero? Do you guys, did you guys, do you guys have maps, printed out maps for the mines of Fendelver? I no. got one. And that's for the town itself. So I have these two that I printed out. I have this one. It's got a grid on it, and then I got the road part. Yeah, for the goblin encounter. Yeah. But what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do, is hold on. I'll show you guys. Hold on. I've got a map for the for the the actual cave. The the last encounter with Blackstaff. The thing is five feet by seven feet. She mean Christmas. It's, See, it's I, awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful map. When I was running Lost Mines, I was running it on uh, row twenty. Yeah. So I just, I just found what pictures I needed, and put them into the row twenty. Right. So I found this at Office Depot. It's giant, posted. Okay. It's one of those office posted things. Okay. Is it gridded? It's gridded with one inch grids. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a two, two of those, but mine are bigger. They're, they're actual uh, um, graph paper. This is, but they're not post-its. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know the, what you do with that? It's from post-it, but it's yeah. it's um, it's just big graph paper. You know what I'm saying? Well, I've, got a, I've got a bunch of that stuff too, boy. This, this is some pretty cool stuff. I'm gonna make some more maps. Well, like, listen. Well, I've got a, a five by seven of the cave, and it's like a fifty five megabyte file, and it's. I'll have to show it to you, man. It's badass, man. Um, because we're zero. done with it. We're done with it. I can even mail it to you, zero. Oh, that'd be sweet, bro. Zero. What you can do with those two, it's like go ahead and draw out your maps, put them in a poster frame, and use a wet erase marker. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I, I got this idea from one of my buddies at work. He's a newer player, and he was just like, I don't know what to do with maps. So he just started to get some crayons and some colored pencils and make his own. And I was watching this guy online. I can't remember who it was. But what I want to do is use these to make bigger 
like full table size maps because here's the thing I noticed like when I'm using things like dragons or harpies or anything that can fly they're always limited by these tiny 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 little maps mm -hmm. right and if you if you could fly if if you could fly you got to be honest you're not going to be right on no, you're not going to be in that little area no yeah, I'm going to be from over here if I can hit you from a distance that's what I'm going to do right but you can't do that in this game because the maps don't cater to that. So you could take like two or three of these, put them together and make an entire map that the players have to move around and encounter whatever they're fighting. You know what I'm saying? You know who's got maps? Mike Schilly has got, you've got to buy them, but he makes a, a set of maps and they're to scale. And you can also find them. I download them and put them on a memory stick and I take them to the printer and for like 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. to print the whole full-size map and the the map of the cave wave echo cave is as almost as big as a ping pong table right and it's it, every little square is two foot it's not one inch squares so you do have to use a ruler to do your movement unless your players get used to the little squares being two two uh two feet but see you could down you could go in there Adjust it. I'll be right back. All right. Should be able to adjust. Yeah. All right. I've taken stuff to to like the bug one. Oh, oh, oh. It's Cujo. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up? You sickly motherfucker. He does look sick. Look at Got me sick. Don't hey, don't make me laugh. I can't. I can't do it, man. I can't. My all my stomach muscles, my chest muscles hurt like a. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that ship. Where's the Where's the T Rex? You uh, You haven't sent it to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, don't do it. You don't. You don't put a T Rex on a ship. When I went to Look, when I went to go to Darwin, I looked down and 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 I looked down that's my cup critical. Hey, look. Wait. Oh, it's, now it's, now J, it's John's cup. J, J, J. Canadian, what does your first name start with? My first name? Yeah. Troy. Does it start with a J? Huh? Does it start with a J? Oh, no. Oh. Nope. Sorry, buddy. You're the only non-J here. Only original name. Oh, yeah, that's here, right. We got John, John, yep. Joe, and JD. And JD. Hey, man. Like $2. I'm like, I can't pass that up. I like the cup. Well, let me do my roll of the day. So the roll of the day is a lousy six. Wow. So. Plus what? Plus seven. Yeah. I was to hit. So 11. Huh? Probably missed. You yeah. know what it is when you uh, roll a 20, right? Yeah, well, Hank rolls all 18s when he's rolling stats, and he also rolls all 20s when he rolls to hit. So it's always a critical. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, 
So I don't know if you guys seen the video. Finally, I finally did my book video like I've been wanting to do on the yeah. uh, uh, book replacement. Yeah, come on. I commented on that. You know I've seen it. Yeah, that was good. I haven't seen it yet, Crit. Well, let's put it. Basically, Wizards of the Coast, their customer service is awesome. Like, yeah, he's got two. He's got two more books now for free. Yeah. He's like giving they, them. You're giving them away to who? I think Zero's got one. No, I don't have We're, one. But if if he can send me one, that'd be appreciated. Hey, I'll send you that map, Zero, if you want it. Oh yeah, bro. I mean, you know, I, I was going to keep it, but hell, man, I'll, I'll roll it up and send it to you. It's, uh, it's, it's an awesome awesome. map of Wayback Okay, but I've never seen a better one. Once I'm done with it, I'll pay it forward. Either I'll send it back to you or I'll send it to the next person. Yeah, yeah send it to the next guy in the oh, crew. Yeah, that's running it. Look, on uh, Talking about NPCs and stuff, guys. Okay, so am I weird by keeping like a little black book of NPCs? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, no sense that if you want consistency in your game, you keep those NPCs if they're alive and people have encountered them because that's what keeps players interested is consistency. Hey, have you noticed in Lost Minds of Fandelver that that damn uh, game has a rescue party built right into it? Mm-hmm. All the freaking NPCs are adventurers. Zero. I haven't put Send me your uh, address. The, the 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 Hobbit woman. She's a, a ranger that's uh likes what's his name? Read off the the druid up there in the Thunder Tree or what? I mean, there it's a ready made party right there. I think they did a hell of a job with that. That's I think it's the best one since Ravenloft. To be quite honest with you. Now I have yeah. not played Ravenloft. I've read I read most of it, but I've never played it. Oh my well, god. We played an adventure once back in second edition. And I don't think our DM knew like he really wasn't tuned in to Ravenloft's feel, like the theme of the game. He ran it like a regular D D game and it just felt like a regular D D game. It didn't feel like, Bill, like a links for the stream is in the uh chat. Feel free to join if you want. Well, you know, my guys, when I when I ran it, it was just I six, just Ravenloft Castle. It wasn't the whole world, and it was meant to be set right there at the entrance of the Valley to the Maze, like I said. And, and man, they they had a ball with it, man. But it was really, really involved. It was tough on the DM. A lot going on in that castle. Yeah, or like, okay, I mean, that's so the like, whole adventure too, isn't it? Right, like you. Once you enter the castle, you're literally like there until whatever level, right? Like, well, you're yeah, you're there until Strahd lets you leave, or or you kill him. But that means once you do that, you're high up, right? Like you're up there in levels. Like yeah, you usually hit around eighth level, tenth level, you know, in there, depending on. Like my guys went into Ravenloft at like seventh level, and they came out at like, you know, ninth. Mm-hmm. And so when when they came out and the the mist lifted, I gave them the town because you know they they were the big heroes, and so they they set up shot. They really went to town, literally, no pun intended, with Barovia. I mean, they set up little guilds and they rebuilt a wall around it, and 
we had this major mass combat where the Valley of the Mage guy, he sent a bunch of minions down to attack. And it was cool, man. We had a great time. Yeah, like Grim, Grim says it right there for you, Craig. Mm -hmm. Keep everything yeah. that, Keep maps. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Seas, yeah, like keep everything. Says right there. Everything can be reused, you know. Hey, we got Bill. Hey, up, zero. Bill? Yeah. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, I used those grungs in that uh, in the in Cholt, that last adventure we went on. Yeah. Um, their AC is only like twelve. They're really easy to kill, but I had them in the trees with uh three quarters cover, you know, plus five to AC, and they had poison. I think I had poison a couple of them downed a couple of them and i mean i only had like six or seven of these guys see that's what i was talking about that's what i was talking about last time it only takes an environment to change the challenge rating that's all it takes you put them in the trees they get all these bonuses now they're like and then, the, then i started jumping from tree to tree and i but i was measuring i had uh i've got i've got some measuring devices you know pretty easy and they're like what are you doing i'm like well they have a 15 foot leap so I was like jumping from tree to tree to get better. They were trying to hide behind stuff, and I'd be like, "No, I got you, I got you." Um, Bill, if you're listening, you got to turn off YouTube, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you're getting that echo from. I think. All right, so guys, too. I think this. I think this dragon is done. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see. Let's see the dragon. Guys, you first. Critical. Oh, think it's done. Oh, mounted okay. it on i know you guys are probably like official base guy, kind of guys but he's too oh, big no. for anything so i mounted him on some cds there you go not a not a cassette not a cassette <laughs> yeah then put it on a vhs i mean stick. that's kind of retro wouldn't it be a cassette would be retro what, kind, what is that a gold dragon i don't know i just made it up as i went along he's brown right primarily he's brown with like yeah. just gold he's got gold like uh whatever that's called the yeah, belly yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty cool. The rest of them That's, cool. That's yeah. why I asked if he was a gold dragon. There's a dragon with those colors. There's, yeah. there is, it's in the Dragonomicon. There's a dragon with those colors. So I was going to make yeah. a, a there he is. For my hey, hey, there's Bill. Uh, I, uh, I don't know oh, if yeah. you guys are aware of that, but these wings came from a from a Mega Bloks toy because this yeah, dragon yeah. originally. Really? Yeah. Is, uh, Hero Clicks or uh, Major Knight. Yeah, those are made. And amazing. when I got him, he only had one wing. So it was useless. So then I just I clipped these off of a, a Mega Bloks oh, dragon. That, wings are from that uh, that set that you picked yep. up. Yeah, that is some good yep. re repurposing right there. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Totally worked out. Yeah. Why buy? Honestly, why buy figurines when you can make stuff and use it in your game? Why buy what? And the cool thing about that, like the only thing that the one of the things that's cool why about it is like when you throw that out there. It's, People aren't going to be like, oh, you know. Not everybody has money. <laughs> I recognize that mini or whatever, right? Oh, it's God. like something different. <laughs> I think not. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, retro. It's, it's, no, I like it too. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah. oh, that's uh, that's the Cragmaw uh, hideout. Yeah, you know, no, that, right. exactly. So I got these. No. Nope. Like, they're like wax poster size with the. Uh -huh. it, it's the full size one inch grid. Really? So if you want to send me your address, I used it already. I'm not going to play it again. I have the road to Fandolin, so like, you know, 
Right? And then, Holy shit. Have, oh, my gosh. Bill, you are so awesome. I have Pamplin, too. So. Where the fuck has this guy been? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy, we need you in our lives. They're really good because they're, they're like wax covered, so they're real durable in chair. So, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'll meet, I'll meet you somewhere and pick those up. This guy right here. <laughs> Where'd you get those, Bill? Uh, sorry? Where'd you get them? I, I made it. I basically took the info, like, I took the images um, out of the PDF. And yep. then blew them up in Photoshop, and then sent it off to a printer to have it. Yeah, that's what uh, I do too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I, I was just telling Zero, I've got this five by seven, takes up a whole freaking ping pong table, Wave Echo Cave map. Right, right. It's huge. Yes, uh, Elvis. I just seen you uh, message that. It, yeah. The Reaper Bones is, uh, you know, it's usually less than a dollar a mini. You know, I've already put in probably five hundred dollars into that. Because the, the ship is yeah. a, the ship is a hundred, yeah, but I'm, then the four hundred is going to be like a, a dollar a mini, and there's some large minis for a dollar. See, I, right now I can't justify that because of how my house payment and stuff, and my kids. Oh yeah, you don't have to spend the five hundred though. I mean, yeah. there's no, a lot smaller kits. You don't have to get the whole oh, really? thing. Hundred dollar purchase for the Kickstarter. I think the Kickstarter itself, the course, that's like maybe a hundred dollars, and you're getting all the core stuff and the um, add-ons, but everything else. Not the add-ons, but the swag, the rest of stuff. You can you can choose whether or not you want to buy all that stuff. You ha you have stuff. over, you're gonna be like a it's gonna be like a year. Yeah. I mean, and you can just like I, I put so much money down, and I said, okay, I got a little bit of money. I'm like, yeah, I'll throw fifty dollars, fifty more dollars on it. Mm -hmm. on, you, can, uh, you, can you can put a bunch of stuff in your cart, and you can keep track of what you need. And like, mm -hmm. I really want that if I can get the money before it closes. And maybe well, gives me ten dollars a week. <laughs> What? Yeah, I know. What did you oh, just say? Yeah. I said I only get ten dollars a week. What um, do you want oh. time out? <laughs> no, I just we're trying to clean off a house and stuff. Kuja chop. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I my wife, be scared. She's five foot even. Man, I'm scared of her. Okay? <laughs> You're gonna kill this guy. I'm the one that's sick. You killed him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I just can't no. handle it. Uh, poor Kuja. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not even funny, man. Uh, I'm hurting. But, yeah, it's uh, the core set is 120 plus shipping. Oh, that's not bad. You get a hundred, like 120 minis in the core set. Man, I'm I'm finding I can't paint minis like I used to. I, I'm getting shaky and freaking I can't see worth a damn. Look at this. Yeah, I take a medicine. It's called tacrolimus for mm -hmm. my my um my after surgery. It's like a anti rejection medication. And fucking, you know what I'm saying? And then they up the dose every so wow. often. It's like that's not so bad. I, I have to like I have to you know what I mean before I start painting because otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody on crack painting. <laughs> Have you tried taking like a rubber band around your hands while you paint? Um, no, I haven't tried that. I've tried it too. I don't. It's not that it doesn't work. I just I don't like it. Okay. Like that, uh, you know. It's just every once in a while it happens. You know what I mean? I know when it's when doing. You like it, rubber I'm band it. yourself to the mini. No, basically you take the rubber band, you wrap it around your hand. Yeah, like it's like your your thumb and your index, and you hold, yeah. and it helps you hold straight your miniature. But I, like I said, I. 
when I when I get them real bad, I generally tend not to paint because I know that's. Yeah, I have good days and bad days painting. Like today, I had a good day. I've been painting my ass off. I've got like, well, you know, you guys were watching that video. I was pulling all that crap out of the basket. Mm -hmm. so I've got about six or seven more minis I threw out of the assembly line today. So plus I built a bridge and some terrain. <laughs> I've been crafting my ass off. What is one of the best NPCs you guys ever created? Oh, my. Is that a drone? No. These are magnified glasses. Oh, yeah. LED light that actually helps you. It really helps me a lot because, you know, I'm blind. So this, when I'm going into detail painting, this is phenomenal. And it's only like 30 bucks on Amazon. Oh, if wow. even that. A great tool. I, I think I've seen those. I've never seen you wearing them, though. No, I don't wear. I'm gonna wear that shit on camera. Why not? <laughs> hey, my eyes will be like this big on camera. <laughs> It'd be great. Tell you what, Cujo. My next uh, uh, miniature haul video, I'm gonna wear it just for you. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be watching that one. Me too. I'm gonna comment me like googly eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta make a new video soon. I haven't put one up in a while. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. And I, got, those... and I got stuff to make one, but I just haven't got around to it. I actually found a. Uh, you know what I was thinking? I'm going to do a video on this stuff. It's. Uh, I think it's cool. It's, I was uh, uh, talking to a couple of buddies of mine. My nephew, he's got a channel, and a couple of his buddies, his car guys, they got channels too. And they were saying that when they started, you know, when they started off early, they were doing like videos every day. They were doing whatever they could throw out on a video every day. But then they realized like the traffic they were getting was minimalized because they were putting up videos every day. So what they decided to do, and they, this is what I started doing actually, is they wrote out a schedule for the week, right? Like, it, well, for me, because I have different things that I do videos on. So yeah. Mondays are my Gundam days, right? Like, so my Tuesdays are my Tamiya days. My Wednesdays are my Warhammer days. My Thursdays are my D&D days. Fridays are hey, either so real steel airsoft or my caddies corner days. So I, if I don't have a video for that day, it's okay because I had one for the previous day or the next week coming, you know what I'm saying? So this way you're not putting four or five videos up at one time. Cause I was doing that before when I first started and I noticed they'd watch the first one, but then the next two that came out, cause I put them in like back to back to back, they weren't watching them. That's I watch idea. all your videos because you're beautiful. That's too much, man. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I, I don't know how you find the time for that. Like, I'm cutting. I didn't do a Thursday video. I'm not. I was doing Tuesday and Thursdays. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm doing Wednesday. I'm doing one that's a you, week. And that's I no, twice that's a day for a long time. You have to research it. You have to like. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, right? Like, so my next one is going to be this, right? Like, so I'm going to go through and I'm going to record and really perspective and shit. But like it's going to take me six hours just to like sort of figure out what, you know, I mean, I, you know what's funny. I can't do one a day. There's just no way. This is, this is a true story. I did a video for my RC shop. That's close to my house. I, I went in my place Bless you. and I did the video and I put it up. I had, you know, I had just, just went live. I just went in there, recorded and then whatever. I put the video up. They called me the next day and they were complaining because on the video they were swearing. You know, they were talking oh. about foul language and whatever. And they were like, we don't want that on our, on our, we don't want that to represent us. And I was like, well, you did it. I mean, right, right. Your fucking problem. I'm, you saw me recording. I was, I wasn't in there like a stealth guy. Right. But anyway, I didn't edit before that video. 
at all. So if you look at the list of my videos, everything before that was never edited. It was just, I filmed it and I just put it up. I didn't know how to edit, hand of God. And so I was like, either I'm not going to put the video up again. I'm going to take, because they wanted me to take it down or redo it. And guy was like, you got to learn how to edit videos. And blah. he was criticizing me. And I was like, first of all, don't tell me how to do my own video. Yeah, like, I did this shit for free. So, right. but then he made a good point. And I knew at one point, I knew I need to start learning how to edit. I knew it, but I just mm. didn't have that push. So I got so angry. I downloaded the editing program. I learned how to do it and I edited. I put music on his video instead of all of the foul language. They loved it. And it got me into rolling into editing. And I, it took me a long time to fucking edit, like three or four hours to cut this, move oh, it, it add this audio. It was so frustrating. Now I edit in like 20 minutes. It's just my computer, so, my computer so slow, it takes me a fucking hour to save a 20-minute video. See, the bulk of my mine is exactly the opposite. The bulk of my time is actually spent in editing. I have to edit because I just talk, man. I talk and talk and talk and ramble and ramble. Hell, even I edit. I edit half the shit out of my videos, and my videos are still an hour long. Like, yeah, I got I to do the same because I'm like, I'm, I just go, um, uh, um, uh, and I'm like, I can't even take it when I'm editing. I'm like, oh, God, I got to cut that out. Yeah. I love your videos, bro. I love watching your videos because you have so much fucking energy. Now I'm watching your video. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do some videos for myself. <laughs> I know. Every time I see you, I video Usually, a couple beers will help before you do a video. <laughs> or a beer, so, yeah. I don't drink. I don't drink either. I can't. I can't, I can't anymore. John, you drink. I, I don't. don't drink I drink water. <laughs> not, not anymore then. Speaking of that, I'll be right back. I gotta go. When it comes to drinking, I'm Olympic. <laughs> You're Olympic. Uh, I can't open up my shine, guys. I used to drink rum and whiskey, and all. I can't do it anymore. All those meds I take, I can't. I saw a friend of mine give me some moonshine. If I can find some good moonshine, I'll drink that. Uh, dude, this stuff is a strawberry shortcake. Hashtag not for kids. I have a one of my. <laughs> Uh, one of my best friend's wife, she makes apple pie moonshine every Christmas, like every year she makes it. It's I've had it one time and it was phenomenal. Phen like it tastes like it's from the mountains. You know what I'm saying? John, you, if you've drank moonshine, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It tastes oh, yeah. like it's from Tennessee, but it's it she makes it here. It's like man, phenomenal. Oh, I love moonshine. When I used to reenact Civil War battles, I was known as the moon moonshine connoisseur man. Everybody brought their moonshine to me and I would get so freaking flat that was insane. <laughs> so Bill, what's the highest level campaign you ran? So uh which system? So um here's Let's what say when you first started. For 5e, uh for 5e the highest that I've ever gotten, the highest that my my party has ever gotten was eighth level. And I'm gonna tell you why. You know, after sixth or seventh level it just really wasn't fun anymore and that's not just me saying that right that's, no, that's that. saying that too what happens is you know 5e right is really all about sort of player empowerment and making them superheroes and they're kind of unkillable right um and that's cool but that gets boring after a while it's like i was saying earlier if there's no threat of death if, if, if your characters are not, if they're not facing the possibility of death, 
at every moment. Like, it starts it's boring, right? Like, because the whole point is if you're unbeatable, if your character has so many feats and so many abilities that is so unstoppable, why are you even playing out the encounter? Why roll the damn dice to say, here, here's your loot, man. Go on your way. But isn't, isn't it our responsibility as DMs to, like, make it harder? Yes. Yes. And, but what, and this is my point. What I'm saying is when you start getting, I would say, to 10th level, it, it's damn near impossible. Your characters are superheroes. You can throw anything at them and a good party. What I'm saying is if they're good players, if they're experienced players, yeah, yeah. they're unbeatable. Like, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. I, I'm telling you, it, it's 5e is, 5e is a game that is definitely geared in the player's favor. Um, and that's not. Oh. Necessarily a bad thing. What I'm saying is, if that's your play style, if that's if you want to be a superhero, if you want to be untouchable, if you want to be, you know, I don't know, like immortal, right? Then, then five is your game. I, I don't particularly care for that as a DM or as a player. I, I'm being honest now. This is not just me being like, oh, almighty, all powerful DM. I, you know, need to put the fear of God into my players. No, I, as a player, I don't like that style either. As a player, I want to overcome obstacles. I want to face peril and danger and like. Well, you could change it up. Exciting part. Instead of using the 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 rules, I mean, because it is, you know, in AD and D, you got killed. You were dead, man. I mean, you <laughs> no, that's why I was thinking. That's why I asked what what edition are we talking about, right? If we're talking about five E, I don't think I, I've never. I think the highest. I've ever made it was, I think, you know, my, the campaign basically, and everyone wanted to reset. The campaign basically reset at eighth level. And it was like, hey, let's just start a new campaign because, like, first through third is where the fun is in 5e, at least in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. I haven't yet, so I wouldn't be able to attest to it, but I'm definitely, I accept your challenge. Just so you know, I accept your challenge. And I'm going to see, because I, I don't doubt you. Because it's very inclusive right now, and that's right. the coast's goal is to get more people playing at the table as fast as possible. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I get it. And I totally, in a business sense, I totally understand why they're doing that. They're trying to make money. They're trying to stay relevant in a world where digital gaming is completely dominating everything, right? Yeah. So paper and pencil doesn't attract as much as it used to. Yep. If it wasn't for Stranger Things, we would not have half the kids playing games right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, well, pretty, yeah, but you know what the, you know what the thing about that is too. In the opposite direction, is they're so used to playing all those like online or video games and blah 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 blah, and it just gets boring too, right? And so they want to find something different, and that's where D and D can come in. Sure, if so you, I completely agree come, with DM. Like I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes. Uh, Grim says I ran a five E campaign for a year. I, I don't hate the edition. I definitely feel like that the mechanics have. A lot of power creep. One of the reasons I prefer AD and D. Mm. Okay, I haven't played AD and D. Five E was my getting to. I want to. I want to play basic fantasy if I ever get the chance. Because dude, that system's like all free. You don't have to spend nothing on it. You can just go and download everything. Yeah, yeah. A free campaign, dude. You can just create your own damn game if yeah. you want to play for free. I mean. I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying not to spend, I'm not saying go and spend all your fortunes. I'm just saying you could create your own game if you really want to play for free. I mean, if that's your goal, there's tons yeah. of that shit available. I mean, you could download the D&D &D rules for free and you could just run the game from oh, there. 
basic but, fantasy is a good rule system. Basic fantasy is basically BX T and D with ascending armor class. Like you, you know what I mean? Like I read it and I'm like, man, this is. I don't know. It's like I feel like I want to try, it, but none of my players wants to try it. I feel like Chris Gonnerman probably loves Tom Bay as much as I do. That like like basic fantasy is an homage to to to, to BX T and D. So <laughs> evil. First, I played second edition. I played advanced. I played everything since Redbox in the '80s, and I think the one that I really invested time, energy, and money into was 3.5 because it had so much chunky stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it was literally you like crunch those zero. Yeah, yeah. You had to go through three different lists to get your final stat, and it, you know. It was very math heavy, but it was really crunchy. I got my players to 20th level, not by spoiling them or spoon feeding them, but because they just wanted to keep going and keep. And what's the next level monster we're going to come across? It's going to be a challenge, you know, things like that. Like it, it just really. Clicked. It all depends on your characters that you're playing with. You know, mm -hmm. what's their drive? Like you're saying, they mm -hmm. were just wanting to to get to that level and get that to, extra power and that extra ability. What they wanted was even more so the levels was they wanted to find out what was happening in the story because with this because it was a homebrew I started the puzzles in the story at first and second level and I kept it consistent throughout the game so every time they went somewhere or a different place or a new level they would find another piece of a bigger story and they're like dude there's something else going on here we got to find out what it is and we got to get to that source and we got to figure out what the real MacGuffin is. And once they did, they were appreciative of it. They were like, let's just leave it at 20th level. We don't need to go any further. That was an epic campaign. We're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I felt good because I was like, wow, I actually finished a campaign. I couldn't, I've never done that in my entire life. You know what I'm saying? And I've never played in a game that actually went to that level and finished you know what i'm saying most games end like you said 10th 8th 10th level yeah. your life happens people get bored people get killed and they just don't want to come back or whatever it was but for some reason this group like and i had people come and go i've had people players come and you know to join the game in the beginning and then leave after so many levels or whatever but you know the core group stayed and they kept no let's keep going let's finish it let's let's see what happens what is all this about you know what i'm saying and that's Really, it wasn't, it no longer became like, because they knew, like, after 15th level, dude, you're, you know, in 3-5, you're, you're almost a demigod. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have so many abilities, so many magic items, so much skill. It's like, there really is not much. Okay, of so check this out. You know, you're talking about being demigod. So, it, it was a low-level thing, but it could happen at a higher level. So, the bad guy had, had you know, knocked down a bunch of my, my players. And so they were, and they were overrun. So the bad guy leader just smashed their skulls, you know, basically did the coup de gras and killed them. I mean, there was no rolling for that. He, he literally smashed their skulls with their, and killed them. Now, was that your plan or was that? No, it just happened, man. I mean, it was, you know, what do you do when the, they rush in? And then they get overrun by the bad guys, and then the dead guys are left behind, and the baddies got nothing to do but kill them. So now, did they all die? Uh, no, but damn near all, damn near all but two of them. So what I would, what I would have done, I've done this situation myself. I've gone into this place myself. So you like, can kill if you're a good DM, and this situation just happened by accident. All I'm saying is, is 
if you want to, you can kill these guys. I don't care what you say. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Without question, you can keep oh, it out. That's not what he's saying, though. You're, what he's saying you're, is, like, if you're not intended to kill them, there's a really, it's really hard to get them to that point. In th in five, right? That's what you're saying, though. Yeah. Like, what I'm saying is, you can if you were if you are truly an evil DM, you can kill your party at any time. You are DM. You are God, right? What yeah. I'm saying is, if you are a good DM, right? Like, and you really care about fairness, and you're caring about like building out the story, and you're caring about building out their characters, and you're caring about your their backstories and character arcs, and telling a good story, right? Like. It is hard to fairly challenge players above tenth <laughs> level in five e. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I I yeah. probably agree. I am. Um, I, I, like I said, Bill, I accept that challenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what it's like because I haven't run fifth yet, and I'm, I'm going to real soon. And I I have high hopes for it, you know, because of all the player interaction and people have told you know all the reviews and all the people I've talked to personally that. Yeah, they like fifth and why they like fifth. And a lot of them, they all, a lot of them lean towards the Beginner player power. You know, they lean towards it. You get a lot of stuff as a player. You get cantrips, you get spells, you get skills. You get, and I'm like, okay, okay, let's see. Let's see what's up with this game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, um, okay, so, Zero, you said you are you running the essential kit or are you running the starter set? I'm going to start with the starter set because it's going to cut my teeth and cut my player's teeth. Like, I'm running the starter set for my son. He's 10. He's his first time playing Dungeons and Dragons. So, shoot. Uh, if you're going to run the starter set zero, shoot me and shoot me an email at DungeonMasterRope. That's at your address, and I'm going to send you these these maps. You're I got you. Perfect. I got you. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll send you what? I'll, I'll send it to you on Discord. Okay. 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 Are you, and, are you I'm gonna no, run the. I'm not in the Discord, but I'll 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 figure it out. You're not on my on our Discord. No. You be man. Just, like even if you just pop in every now and then, it's just saying hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll don't it out don't laugh, zero. But uh, I know. But I'm like I said, I'm, I'm running the Fandelver. Mine's a Fandelver for my son, and you know we're gonna get cut teeth on that. But for my actual group, my the guys, the guys, I'm gonna run a homebrew. I'll have Fendelver in there, but I'm running. I I prefer homebrews. I prefer creating the world, and I already have a Forgotten Realm establishment with previous games and previous players and previous NPCs. So I feel like it's a it's a waste if I don't use it. So I'm definitely going to uh, do that. I was going to say because if you're running the essential kit, you can basically take even though the kit itself goes from one to six, they have digital stuff on D and D Beyond that takes mm -hmm. you all the way to level thirteen. Okay, it takes players up to yeah. thirteen. So I mean, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use. Um, I'm gonna actually incorporate the Tomb of Annihilation only because I have a lot of plans for Chult for this Ooh, group. Yeah. You know, I want them to go to Chult. I, there's a lot of encounters I want to have there because I didn't get to do them when my first group, the one that went to 20th level, they went to Chult to fight the last. They, that's where they found the main villain was. It was two dragons, two twins, and that's they found the whole thing out then. And what they were actually planning, which was bigger than what they thought. So, but they only encountered them there. That you know what I mean? Like they went through a portal, they went there, and they fought the guys and whatever. But they didn't encounter Chult. And I really, really want to like dig into that that realm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just it's got a lot of character. You know. Okay. So basically, so you like to uh, take parts from different 
Yeah. Uh, Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms is huge. Mm-hmm. You make the mistake of looking at the Sword Coast books from Fifty, and you're messing up. Forgotten Realms is extremely huge for you to not use the East, okay, and not use you know uh, Shondalwood or Cormier or the Moon Sea. You're wasting effort, man. Forgotten Realms is huge, and you should use all of it because it's phenomenally detailed, man. I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to. I don't know if they're going to come out with it or not, but I want them to come out with a ice, um, some Nordic type uh, campaign setting or just. Oh, that Ice one Dale or something like that, or you know, just something. The, the next book the I think they were talking about is uh, Shandal Shand- Wood, or it's not. Uh, it's uh, Kalimsham. They're actually going to call a whole campaign book based in Kalimsham, and I'm like, that's part of the Forgotten Realms. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. If your if your players are adventuring and just it, depending on your story, you could keep your story in one place, right? You can keep your story in Neverwinter, or you can keep your story in the Sword Coast. But if they're really adventuring, they should see a lot of those different places, yeah. man. They're all detailed. There's so much stuff for them to see. And even wow, if it's just a small for their adventure, that's what keeps those players like, fuck, what hey, else I'm is going to jump out, guys, and and uh, I'll talk to everybody later, man. I'm going to hit the bed. I'm, I'm uh, getting tired, and we'll talk to you all later. It's been great. All, all right, John. All right, man. Good night, bro. Thanks for joining us. All right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I, I feel like letting them see these different parts of the Forgotten Realms is enough to keep them like, well, what else is out there? That's I always tell my players, and whatever campaign we're in, at any moment, you could just take these same characters and say, we want to go over here, screw what we're doing, I don't like the plot, and you just kind of head off, and you got the map. Where do you want to go? Right. That's the that's the two ebook, right? Like, And then there's the one ebook. Um uh-huh. Or uh, or Forgotten Realms, but it this like so I agree with you. The five e one, the Sword Coast Adventure side, it is it's just it's just the Sword Coast, right? It's sort yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't came out with the Forgotten Realms campaign setting yet. You know, why not? Because that's basically where five e that. I would love for them to flesh it out, even if they use the old material. What they're gonna say, do is they're gonna take each of those regions and make it a book. By itself, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So the unapproachable, the unapproachable East Chult, they're gonna make all those different adventures. Like they're gonna make books for those different places. When you're like the three five, they just made one book and said, "Here, yeah. this is everything." Now they fleshed out that with different books, like the South and the East. You know what I mean? They fleshed it all out with different books. But the main book is all you really need in, to know the Forgotten Realms. Man, they have yeah. every ecology. The economy of the, each realm that you go to. I mean, it's. I wish I didn't sell that book. I too, I had all. I had a lot of three point five books. It's packed mm. with enough. It's there's enough meat and potatoes in that book. You can put that in any edition, and it's huge. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Dark. Man, that's what I'm waiting for. What is it? What? Dark Sun or Mazara? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not I, familiar with the second one. Um, Mistara is the Mistara. Nova, the BX, the Beckney world. Um, so hmm. he has a book. The world that the world that was used for for the Rule Cyclopedia for the Beckney series for BX, you know, basic and expert either Moldbay and Cook or um, the Rule Cyclopedia. Uh, so 
think back to the 80s, right? Like, there was basically, there was Aiden and the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, then there was Basic and Expert, the PX system. But then, uh, you know, they came out with the Rule Cyclopedia, which encompassed Basic, Expert, Companion, Master, and a little bit of Immortal. So it took it took characters all the way up to 36th level. Wow. The world that was included there, that, that was the known world. It was Mistara or the Hollow world, right? Like, so it was, Mistara was the known world, and then that world was hollow, and inside there was the hollow world. So, yeah. how how would you see them fitting that in? Is that would that be a total separate campaign? Yeah, Mistara would be a separate campaign. It should be. So, it, like then, right? What? So it would be like Eberron, a different campaign setting. Yeah, exactly. Greyhawk, Eberron. Yeah. Or uh, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica when they decided to pimp magic products in D and D, which was. Oh yeah, that was. Like, I don't. I don't see them. The next book they make, I, you know, with uh, the Critical Role campaign setting at the Magic, uh, the Gathering campaign setting, Eberron campaign setting. I don't. I see them coming out with something for. Uh, well, they're not in realms. Yeah, just. Is Wildemont, Wilda, whatever the critical role world that is? Wild, yeah, yeah. Wildemont, yeah. I'm not excited about that. I pre-ordered that. That's what I'm saying. Like they're talking about doing a Kalansham book, mm-hmm. and Kalansham is a, just a part of the Forgotten Realms. It's like basically the Arabian Desert of the Forgotten Realms. So they're gonna make a whole book is on that, that realm. Yeah, I wouldn't oh. mind a Planescape because Planescape can fit in anywhere. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Planescape is the center of right of everything. Yeah. Everything can go to Planescape. Um, Sigil, the city of doors. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm basically new to all this, so I'm just learning from you guys <laughs> on everything. Dude, you're saying that's why I'm not saying too much. You're opening <laughs> doors to a huge world, my dude. I'm telling you, if you could get your hands on any one of those Forgotten Realms books from the past, like three, five, or even earlier, where the de- I'm telling you, it is such a huge place. Like, yeah, the guy who put it together. He knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like he knew the world he was creating. And if you actually look, the way they designed it, the Forgotten Realms map actually looks like our globe. When you spread it out, it looks like our globe. And it actually almost completely coincides with our globe when you when you just spread it out nice and flat. And they wrote those those different realms based on like our world at the time, because that's what he had, you know. So there's a lot of culture in that in that campaign setting. I mean, a lot. And it's for me, for fifth, it was sad when I saw that all they did was utilize the Sword Coast. I was like, really? That's that's it? <laughs> like, where's the rest? <laughs> you I know? watched a video, uh Puffin uh what's his name? Yeah, Puffin Forest. Uh he he did a video of his whole collection and he had a map of the Forgotten Realms. That was old school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like, came, there's a map came with 3.5. If you bought the 3.5 Forgotten Realms book, it came with a poster-sized map of the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, still I got it at a thrift store or something. I'm like, gee, many Christmas. But Crit, you were, ask, you were asking Zero if he, you know, when he homebrews, is he takes stuff from you know, different yeah. campaign books. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I take the campaign. Like, I ran Lost mm-hmm. Minds of Fandelver, and I just homebrew that. I make it mm-hmm. my own. I made... Like I, I, I think I told you before, the the guy at the old owl well, I made him a red wizard of Thay, and he was evil as hell. Had, was more high powerful. It was, it was really cool, and I made it to where he excavated underneath it, and there was a stuff he was uh, trying to. He needed help from the characters to help fight what was down there. 
I mean, that's not even in there. I mean, I was just making up my own stuff. Thing, right? And then that's I made, like, one of my other characters was a cleric from the uh, Grave Domain. So that's I made her, a, there's a school on a mausoleum, but it looked like a, 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 a graveyard that was tore up, dust everywhere. It was not, you know, not kept up at all. And they were underneath there in this huge, like, school that looked like something out of, uh, oh, wow. you know, uh, a wizard's... Uh, what the, what the hell is that uh, with the young kid wizard? Harry yeah, Harry Potter. So it's like, you know, it's like crazy, Harry. crazy school wizardry going on. And they're they're training down there. And I made a you talk about epic NPC. Like I made the teacher like this. Uh, I forget what level I made her. But I mean, you know, she was, you know, unreal. I mean, you just you play with it. It's funny because one of my players in the last campaign that reached 20th level, he was a wizard and. You, you know, he modeled him after Gandalf a little bit. You know, everybody does when they first jump in the game. You know, Gandalf and Legos and all that stuff. His goal, like, when we got to, like, because I told I told my players, think about what you're doing at 20th level. We're not, we may not get there, but think about what you want your guy to be at 20th level, right? Like, where is he? What is he standing? What does he look like? What is he doing, right? So they all had plans. His plan was to create a wizard school just like Harry Potter, I swear to God. And I, at first I laughed. I was like, that's fucking silly as shit, dude. But... He took every step he could make, every, every coin he got, every thing that he did was invested in that plan. So he did it at, at 20th level. He got to that point where he was able to put all those pieces together. So now in my forgotten realms, there is a school near Harrowdale town where they started, you know, and, and in the yeah. Dale and that's where that school is. And it's a school for young wizards and sorcerers and druids and things like that. And it's, you know, because there was a druid in the group that she was like, you know what, I'll help you. I, I, that's a good idea. I'll help you do that. And they made it happen. And it was just one of those things. It's like you you take the bones, right? Forgotten Realms is the bones. That book is just the bare bones of what they're, because they, they, they can fill it all out for you if you want them to. You know, here's this little yep. town. Here's everybody in the town. This is what the town's worth. This is what the town hey, makes. This sure is who's in charge of the town. But you can take all those pieces and make your own soup. You know, and that's that's what I liked about it. It was like everything's there. So if I want to be lazy, yeah, here's this town, here's what it is, here's what it does, here's what is there. But if I wanted to change it for my campaign, I could. You know, I, I could totally these guys are the red wizards of Thay run this area. Well, they're not normally supposed to be there. Well, these guys are. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's all there. The bones are all there. You know what I'm saying? Like all the core stuff. It's there for you to toy with. You know, it's, you know it's, like hey, when they showed up to that uh, old owl well, I had zombies everywhere. And they were trying to figure out how they were going to try to get. And the zombies, I said, well, they were just, they're just chilling. They're just standing there. They're not doing nothing. They're, but they're, I put like 20 zombies in there. Wow. And the, they could see the red wizard you know, doing work underneath this little uh, thing he had set up by the well. And they were like, they didn't know what to do. They were thinking, oh, I don't know. And so they started trying to sneak up on them. And then I had all the zombies start to come toward him and uh then i had the red wizard to kind of like put his hand up and said a couple words and the zombies just backed off and stood there and they were like oh what the hell so the and then, there. like this guy's uh this guy's got some friggin yep. some balls of steel here he's, he's a powerful some, ass dude so they end up walking up to him and they're like nonchalant <laughs> and start talking with him <coughs> but they already knew i can't screw with this guy you know? Zombies are yeah for low level man. Zombies are tough. Mm -hmm. That's that's a tough challenge. No, it's good though. Like I said, you could you if you go by what's in the book only, you'll have a decent run. You'll have a decent campaign. 
you know what the problem is with zombies in D and D? The problem with zombies in Dungeons and Dragons. What is scary about a zombie? If they, you're gonna you're gonna get infected. You're gonna become a zombie. There there should be a mechanic in Dungeons yeah. and Dragons that you know you need to save versus you know you need to save or become infected and become a zombie yourself. If if that were the case, zombies came from? so much more threatening in D and D than they are right now. They're just like. They're just like sort of rambling, ambling dead people. Like it doesn't like, yeah, sure, they can they can swarm you and maybe try to overwhelm you, but they have no real damage, right? Like I mean they're just they're just step eggs, right? Like just they, they, and they just keep getting back up. They should they should there should be a chance of infection. There like there should be a mechanic built into zombies because that is the point of a zombie. That's what makes a zombie frightening, is the yeah. fact that you could become infected. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I mean you can and, do that. There, isn't, like my, there uh, isn't a mechanic. My is probably going to become can, a were rat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you I, got can do bit, that. I got bit in the last session. <laughs> oh, oh no! You, you can definitely. I'm like, do, do I need to be uh, researching lycanthropy here or what? Like, <laughs> and the guy's just like, you can if you want. And I'm like, well, I don't know, is it going to ruin it? Like, I kind of want to play it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that should be a thing. Yeah, I mean, you could in the rules and the the monsters manual has rules for that. There's there's yeah. a whole section. Well, at least there wasn't three five. There's a whole section for creating abilities, changing abilities. You know, like I said before, I've said this before in our casts. My vampires were not just the stat block they were in the monster manual because I was like, no, that's vampires should be more significant, and I'm gonna do this to change that up. And people were like, well, you know, you had those rules lawyers like, well, it should be able to do this. They can't walk on water. I'm like, well, you shouldn't be reading the monster manual if you're a player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, motherfuckers, like. <laughs> Here you go, you know, and I mean, it's not about me versus them. It's just more like I'm going to do this so that it makes the monster make sense. And it's more of a challenge for you guys. And you'll you'll appreciate it in the end. You'll be like, holy shit, those vampires were rough. You know, it wasn't like what I expected. You know, same thing with zombies. I mean, if you want to create an infection, you can. But, you know, that's a definite you think about it, right? That's a game changer, man. But what it is, it would be really cool, though. Like, I'm just saying, I think it would make it really cool. And Absolutely. I like making vampires not just like some sort of undead monster, but like actually giving them person. Okay, so the, the difference between a vampire, a vampire with an I, and a vampire with a Y, right? Like, V A I R E, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. I get it. No, I, I I totally agree. Like I had, I think the the highest level vampire I had could walk on water. He could be out in the sunlight, and people were like, "What? The, he should be dead." That doesn't make any sense. Is there the monster manual? I'm like, shut your ass up. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing with the Lord of Vampires. You honestly fucking think sunlight's gonna bother this guy? Come on, right? Come on. Do you want it to be? Because he could be gone right now. Would that would that make your story better for you? And the players would be like, "Well, yeah, shut the fuck up. Let me drive the bus. You guys, you guys just ride along. I'm yeah. driving." I, if I remember, I remember hearing a story. And like not all like the original vampires was not affected by sunlight. Only the vampires after them. Depends on what mythology you follow, right? Because Dracula yeah. wasn't affected by sunlight, supposedly, in some in some scriptures, you know, but they had weaknesses, right? The wooden stake, the water. It was there's there were certain weaknesses, but Dracula didn't have a lot of those because he was the what is it, the uh prime. The, not yeah, the prime or the Paragon, the paragon of vampires. So everything else was lesser after him, you know. So 
the water and the holy water and the symbols and stuff like that. Like he could he could take a holy symbol and be like, yeah, that's that's cute, you know. The other vampires be like, oh snap, holy symbol. Oh. Hey Bill, um, in the older editions, uh, the ones you like to play, the I don't know the BX or AD and D. When do they feel? When does the character feel overpowered? I mean, you said there's one example you can get the 32, 30 second level or whatever. This but if, how does it compare? Thirty six. That that actually takes you. So thirty six level, you are now immortal, right? So like, back me was basic expert, companion, master, and immortal. It, like that, you basically became a demigod. Um, so, but I, in basic, you know, like. You know, if you say the tenth level, you start to get like super powerful in Five E. Where does it relate to the older editions, as far as like when you start getting to that? Is it is it and is it because you only get a little bit of incremental growth over time? So uh, here's what I, here's what I will say. I I think it correlates. I think that probably tenth to fifteenth level, most systems you start to become a little bit OP. And and what else? The only reason that I think that it's the reason that I think that, and I'm not going to say it's worse or better because that's a judgment, right? Like I'm not. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason that I don't necessarily prefer modern games, um, at least modern D20 systems, right? Um, is because of the power creep. Because there are so many feats, and there are so, so you got to remember, you know, in AD and D there were no feats, right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? What the hell's a feat? Like, well, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, there, there are no feats. There are no special abilities. There are no, and that sounds like, oh, that's going to be boring, right? It's actually more exciting for the player because it is more dangerous. That element of danger is what makes the game. I think that looking at a character, looking at a five E character on paper, looks really fun. You're like, oh man, look, when I hit twentieth level, I get. Four stat increases, and I get all of these feats and special abilities, and all that looks fun. But in actual gameplay, I think the funnest time that a character has is probably first through fifth level, like because they're worried constantly that they're gonna die, and and that at the time that seems stressful, but also that's the fun of the game, right? The fun of the game is that it's a dangerous game. If I'll say it again. If you if you are so overpowered, you're gonna win every encounter you come across, right? Then why even roll the dice, man? Just take the loot and walk away. Just be like, okay, I win. Like, it, it, there has to be a challenge. They're, they're like, and I think the bigger the challenge, the bigger the feeling of reward after they've overcome that obstacle. They don't feel like it was handed to them. They feel like they earned it. Right, and I, yeah, I don't know. At least that's my. And again, I'm not saying right or wrong. That's my yeah. And that's not well, as a DM. That's my. I know for like a person that I used to like. I played AD and D. Well, I played Second Edition, but um, like back in the day when I was a kid, and then I just got back into D and D like basically March of last year, right? So yeah, yeah. I yeah started looking back at Second Edition, started playing that a little bit, and then got into fifth edition just because that's what everybody's playing so yep. that's that's what got me into it and I'd like roll up my first or you know i'm sitting on my first like 
session zero basically with my group and I'm like rolling at my character and I'm just like, okay, so I can do more in first level than like any of my characters ever been able to do in AD and D ever. Exactly. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you have cantrips that do damage. I think what really went what went down damage was regular spells. Like I uh, see the thing the thing that happened was I think when you started like when we because I again I came from Redbox in eight in the eighties. And when I built a cleric and my friend built a cleric, they were literally the same class. They were literally the same character minus the name and the description, right? And that happened all the way up through 3.0. I mean, even in Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, you could go and boost certain skills up over another and your assassin would be, okay, my assassin has better speaking skills than he does, you know, writing skills. But the bottom line was that assassin was just like the other assassin. It was up to the player to completely change the personality and dynamic of the character. It wasn't until 3.5. And I think the reason they added the feats was so that I could make a fighter and you could make a fighter, but we could focus completely in different feats that would make us different fighters. But I completely agree because why do you have to rely on mechanics to make your character different? You and I can roll up two characters and have the exact same stats and both be fighters and have the exact same thing but I can roll my play. I can roll my fighter as a Viking, and you can role play your fighter as. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly what. Anything to do with stats? Anything to do with mechanics, man? It's role playing. Like, like. Play your sure. Character. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but then it. it but oh, in the good. core of it, in the core hey. of it, when it comes down to the numbers, right? Like when you break it down mathematically, mm-hmm. we're the same. There's no difference. And I, I can comment I think, on that, Bill. The most especially younger players that you're bringing into the game. I can tell from both my sessions, one of them is starting to loosen up. They don't really role play their character. They mm-hmm. are playing the game. They're having fun. They're killing monsters. They like it. It's fantasy, yeah. but they're not. I try, I kind of prod and push them because I try to role play the NPCs yeah. and, they, and they like it and they laugh and then they're, and it's great. And I try to say, Hey, if you can start using character voices and, and you know, I'll understand when, you say it like that, then that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. But if you just say it out loud, and I'm like, I don't know if you meant to do that or not. Are you saying you just hit that guy or what? You know. Yeah. Um, so, well, a lot you don't have a lot of role players nowadays. Maybe, maybe you do if you're playing with a lot of older guys, a lot of people yeah. that played a long time. That maybe they're like good role players. Yeah. But we don't get a lot of role play. So, so the, players, and it is it's the difference between role play R O L E and role-play, R-O-L-L, right? Like, like yeah. if, if you're relying on your stats and your and your character build to define you and make you yep. are, man, you're, miss, you're missing the point of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But there, I mean, I'm just, what I'm saying is like, like I've had, I've had players who were mathletes in school, you know what I mean? These guys had awards and, and, and that was their game. But for them, the game was, let me see what kind of build I can create that's, perfect you know i'm going to use that word because i don't want to say op i don't want to say just perfect for them right and that was their goal right like i built the perfect character you know and then you had other players who were like i am i don't care about stats at all i just want to fucking get into my character and role play and you know there's there's a good and bad for for each of them you know because i've had players like i said the role players are like well i do this and it's like okay we'll roll and like well no no i just do it because i explained it good enough like no that's not how it works you know, and then you have the other side where it's like, yeah. well, I literally rolled like a three, which basically gave me a twenty-five because I built this character like perfect. So suck it. And you're just like, all right, right. You get the guy you know, like you get you the gotta, guy who rolled a twenty on his persuasion check, 
says dick and like thinks that he's gonna automatically get like no man no that's missing the point of the game that's yeah. like, I I actually always, have... so people people always tell me like oh it's, i rolled a 20 i'm like okay but it's not an attack that's not a critical bro I, I, had a, uh, I actually i never i never done this before but in my last session i had the bard conv- trying to convince the guide to not head one direction to go take another direction because he he had a different agenda he wanted to take care of but he did such a good job at the role playing and trying to to say hey let's go this way and he, he went and for like about five minutes and i said okay and he said, uh, "Do I have to roll anything?" I said, "No." I mean, that was See, you explained that, case, that very good, and you convinced me to go that way. In that you case, know? I would have made him roll, but I would have made the difficulty extremely low, so, based on his role playing, based on what he—that's his reward, right? Yeah, you got to roll because everybody has to roll to make things happen in this fucking game. But I'm going to reward you with the difficulty being so low because you did such a good yeah. job. And, and he was like, a bard, so I knew he was going to pass that, it. So. When you have players that do that, <laughs> you reward that, right? Well, when you have those guys like, well, I rolled a 20, and I said suck a dick. So he should agree because I rolled a 20. It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't reward that kind of behavior. So my players learned early yeah. on, like, they have to put that effort in. There were times when I was literally like, and I'll be honest, I was unprepared for a situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take five to get this ready while I'm doing that. You guys handle business, right? So I would look up after a couple minutes and I'm like, that's your cue to role play amongst each other. Because they just sit there like, yeah. like yeah. looking at me or looking at themselves or whatever. Hey, this, is, this is before smartphones. And they were just like, what do we do? And I'm like, that's your cue to interact. Why don't you tell him where you're from? You, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, if yeah. I gotta keep telling you guys this, you're missing the game. It's not just let's roll for initiative. That's it, it, but it, it. It's not just interaction though. My, my, I guess what I'm trying to say is my my point is back to mechanics and feats and stats and things of that nature. You know, I played BX and I played AD and D, and I've played a Viking. I've played a barbarian. I've played, you know, I've played classes. All of these classes that special feats and abilities are built around now. Like there was no barbarian in basic D&D, but I played a barbarian. I didn't need feats or special abilities or mechanics to play a barbarian. You just play a barbarian. I feats or special abilities or mechanics to play a Viking. I just role-played a Viking. Like, I don't... I don't... Like, it was a fighter at heart, right? Like, it was basically a fighter and you just... You just... You role-play it. Why do you need... Why do you need feats? Why do you need mechanics? Why do you need special abilities to make your character different? You make your character different. You're so right. Let me ask you. You're, let me ask right. you this: What do you think of the the five e the the different stats for the different uh, you know barbarians and stuff like that? What, how do you feel about I'm it then? Do you like it or just not like? It? I know you say you don't need it, but I'm not a fan of feats. Not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of feats at all. And it's actually even well, not just feats, but abilities. Like you know, you can rage and all that stuff. I mean. Not just I think, fan, but as a player, I am not a fan of feats. Like, I'll take the stat increase instead of the feat. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm serious. I don't, I, yeah. I don't need a feat. I can explain <laughs> what I want to do. I've read the feats. I don't like them. Uh, to me, it yeah. makes them too OP. It yeah. makes I think what they powerful. did was they made it easier for players to jump in. And that's, that's, a, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Good thing is more players, more product put out. 
more stuff for us, right? Mm -hmm. Bad thing is, is you've got players who are so spoon fed, they have no idea, like you said, they have no idea what it's like to role play through something or to have to actually work through something to create those types of classes, right? Like, because, you know, the cleric is built for them, right? So in this essence, what, what they did was like, here, we're going to build the shit for you, right? We're going to make you a fucking barbarian. We're going to give you your rage. We're going to give you your fucking stat blocks. We're going to give you your, you know, two weapon fighting, whatever fuck it is a barbarian gets. We're going to give all that shit to you. So now all you got to do is fucking roll dice and role play. Like, that's it. But players... But they're not role-playing. The those are not... Those. Gen it's generation, man. It's the newer generation. They're hot with this, okay? And in this, it's all done for you, right? Like, when you plug in your game, that character's already built for you. All you have to do is hit A at the right time. That's all you got to do. That's the generation that's playing the game. That's the generation that's actually working okay. new games. But that's so, my point. I guess what I'm saying is those capabilities don't make you any more of a barbarian. All they're doing is giving you special power. They're giving they're it's like fourth edition. Basically, you know, like no, fourth edition sucks. You want to be a special <laughs> you want to feel different and like you want your award. Well, okay, here you go. Here's your freaking award for picking the barbarian class. <laughs> you get to roll a 12 sided dice. Good for you. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Bill doesn't want to reward snowflakes. <laughs> I have a question, Bill. That rules compendium. What edition of D D is that? So this is back me again. This is uh, basic expert companion master and immortal. Um, so is that like first uh, first edition of D D? Second edition? So back in the eighties, no. This is back me unto itself. So back in the eighties, okay. two separate parallel lines of Dungeons and Dragons. There was uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and there was you know the back me rule set. Well, before that was the DX basic and expert rule set, and before that was the Holmes basic set, and then before that was od &D. So, yeah. Uh, TSR was kind of crazy back in the day. The yeah. problem was, what happened was, so when, <laughs> when, when Dave Arneson left uh -huh. TSR, uh, he sued TSR and said, you know, hey, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, you know, was partially my idea, and I want some money for this. And so uh, TSR had to run two separate lines. They put out advanced Dungeons and Dragons because they proved in court that advanced Dungeons and Dragons was not Dungeons and Dragons. So Dave Arneson got no money from advanced Dungeons and Dragons, but they had to, by legal order, keep another set. So this is really kind of this is sort of Arneson's line, and then advanced Dungeons and Dragons was Gary Gygax's line. So yeah. So, ah. Okay, so like me, I'm I'm actually thinking about getting that book just for and reading it. I would go to I would go to DM's Guild and get the print on demand version of of the Rule Cyclopedia. I, I encourage. I actually, and I'm not, I'm not the fan this year. I encourage everyone to read it. I think I'm going to go on record right here, right? Like I'm on record. Uh oh, is the this is probably the best version of Dungeons and Dragons that was ever created, right here, right here, and it's all in one book. One book. That's you don't need three hundred thousand books. This book is a monster manual. This book is a dungeon master's guide, and this book is a player's handbook. And this book will take you through the thirty-six level. And this book will teach you how to do mass combat. And this book will teach you how to build castles and strongholds. This is all you need. One book. And the Bible doesn't even do that. You'll play for that. It doesn't have any feats, though. It doesn't have any feet. It doesn't award special snowflakes. I don't like it. I don't like it. It does have skills. So, yeah, you know, you got that going for you. 
No, so sir, I don't like it. Book on the island. The island. Would it be that book? If, yes, Desert <laughs> Island book. This is one, if I could only pick one game, it would be this because this is everything, all in one book. All in one book. It's all you ever need. Bill, you got to join our Discord so you can share those files with us, bro. I will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make this guy a beholder. Hey, Bill, if. I feel like a grumpy old man, like get off my lawn. You well, Bill, if if like, you join, if, even if you join the Discord for a minute, you can hop on to my campaign that I got all the guys in, and you can make a character on D and D Beyond, and I have every book on D and D Beyond, nice. and you can you can really play with and, and see what you can build at the you know twentieth level if you want. I will because I, I know you. I know you love playing twentieth level. I'm going to create a character build. That will break the game. That's my goal. That's my ultimate goal. Oh, oh are you going to be a cleric that can't heal? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Cleric. Yes. yes. That's pretty game breaking, yeah. right there. I have to be. A- <laughs> I told you that. That's going to kill me. So yeah, a mystic turtle. <laughs> okay. God, you guys can't like Kujo here. I love turtles. <laughs> My uh, new player, uh, he printed me off the uh, total package because he wanted to play a total, right? I'm like, okay, well, well uh, I told him. Well, I asked him, what do you see yourself as? He goes, you know what? Leonardo. Playing the Spellcaster. I would play a cleric. I'm like, okay. Donatello. He goes. So first thing you told him is don't heal. Don't take any healing spells. And you'll be the perfect cleric. Because that's what I would build. Fuck you! In. Don't do, <laughs> do, do not pick life cleric. Yeah, he pick life cleric. I'd be like, bro, oh. potions I, just fall from the sky, dude. Like, we don't need you. So none of my players are watching this, but he came up with this idea that maybe, uh, um, well, no, potions aren't falling from the sky. It's five e not four e. All right, let's. <laughs> oh, you need a magic item? Here, go to the magic item emporium, the ball, and buy anything uh, you want. But uh, he came up with an idea about uh, how he, maybe he could go from a life cleric to a death cleric. Like if something happens and he turns. It's called a necromancer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, there is a death cleric. I thought there was a death cleric in 3-5. Like, there there is. It's uh, mainly evil. Necromancer. Yeah, evil, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they yeah they can be well. Necromancers are more wizard. School. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. the death cleric was actually the opposite of a regular cleric. So everything they did was like cause major wounds and you know unholy sigil and all that stuff. It was. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. No, page ninety five of the DMG. There's a, there's you know you could reverse spells in this too in case you wanted to be like super overpowered. You could reverse spells in here so you could cause light wounds or cause major wounds or yeah. darkness instead of cause light. Yeah. Yep, Clark Death Domain, first spell, false life ray sickness. Uh, third level. Sounds about right. Uh, blindness slash deafness, ray, uh, ray of enfeeblement. Yeah, like I said, they did all the, the same yeah. stuff clerics did. Just fifth level, out. animate dead, vampire touch, <laughs> light death. <coughs> Ninth level, anti life, shell, and cloud kill. And Grim's been talking, man. Whew. We don't need to ignore you, Grim. Who's going to start calling it precious? But, uh, no, but uh, like, less powerful. Yeah. 
man, we missed a lot of conversation. Sorry, save. Sorry, Grim. Oh no, mine keeps jumping back. Like I'm, I Sorry, click okay. on the live comments and it goes back to private chat every time. <laughs> I don't but, know what's going on, so I can't even see what people are saying over there. Uh, I don't even know if they're still on. I don't know if hate's still on or not. These guys. So, oh, it says here we got three watching. Yeah, um, it's probably them. <laughs> well, NASA says that we got one watching. And they quit. They're like these guys ain't talking about shit. That's all. I do. But uh, it's like I've got a uh, game nerds uh, order on the way. What'd you get? Yeah. What'd I get? What did you uh, get? Chip. Oh, I have a map of Baldur's Gate, uh, oh, nice. the official Gale Force Nine map. So it's they're they're phenomenal maps. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what material they use, but it's a real heavy gauge. Um, He's gonna start calling it. It's pressure. legit map map. But then I got like a couple extra card decks. You know those decks that I showed you guys. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is uh, Epic NPCs, mm. and uh, or an Epic level monsters. So okay. <laughs> I definitely like have, like being able to pick out all the creatures that you might come across and keep them right by the you know right by so you don't have to have the monster manual out. Yeah. Yeah. See, I actually thought about getting those. Um, those cards, the, the monster uh, cards. Yeah. See, I used to play. I used to. I had all the chainmail games and all the D and D miniature games, and every single one of those came with cards, like simple stat blocks for those monsters yeah. that were actually well, compatible with D and D. So you just, I just, yeah, I remember those. that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick up these cards because it, it just makes that's one less book you have to troll through. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you what, too. I I haven't bought it yet. It's on um. And on Amazon, it's one of like a little. I don't know if it's cloth or something, but it's, it zips up so you can op- open it up, and it's got uh, plastic sleeves in it for your monster cards. Oh, nice! So you, you know, it can hold the large ones and the small ones. So if you get all the ones that you possibly can run into before your adventure, slide yeah. them in there. Close, you know, have that sitting right there so you can flip through. Yeah, um, that's gonna be really nice. nice to have that, you know what I mean? Like just real quick, you can, you know, you go and. You could make the monster as tough and as easy as you wanted. You know, it's his original book, his original rules. Expected, too. He has the print on domain and the original. Who? Uh, Bill. He has two copies of his original from back in the nineties. Oh wow! On demand. He did a video on it. Mm-hmm. I guess so. But yeah, I was like, but uh. So what do you guys think about them making those cards and stuff? Honestly, I mean, money grab, or do you think it's no, no, it's just a useful tool. All right, listen, everything they make is a money grab. Don't be Mm -hmm. fooled. They're they're literally there to make money. Okay, they're selling us. Nobody has a business that isn't supposed to make money. If you're in business, not to make money, you're not in business. Absolutely, but that doesn't mean it's not a good product. Okay, and I mean, shit, in Warhammer. There's books, okay? And, you know, we have huge books, like, I mean, tons of fucking books. With this book here is all stats. It's upside down. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all, it's all upside down stats in it. It's all points and values. That's all yeah. points and values, okay? So to I have to break out like two or three books every time you play a game is infuriating. When they started making stat cards for your models, 
you didn't need your codex at the table. You basically, boom, 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 I got all my army right here. That's perfect. So for Dungeons and Dragons to do it makes total sense because now as a dungeon master, you don't have a hundred things at your table behind your screen. Yeah, these you books minimalize everything and those little cards just make it that much easier to, to me. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just, you know, going from, I used to use post-its for initiative and monsters and stuff. And I used to use my laptop behind the screen just to get to the monster manual and go, okay, what, where, what was that ability again? You know, cards all on the card is there, it's done. You know, math is done for you. Now you can just focus on running the encounter and the adventure. All right, so I just saw Evil Elvis' comment, and you're right, man. This is, this is my precious. Wow. My precious. <laughs> you have now you're making me want to get one just for the hell of it. You, know, you got to cut the light down. I need some fish raw and wriggling. <laughs> hey, what what would that run to try to get one of those books right now? $30. It's like $25 for the hardback. This one, this is an original though. This is oh, like, that's your original? my this is my oh. original. This is gonna cost you, you know, oh. hundred dollars. Well, I don't want a precious, it's I just want original. um, but you could get the print on demand. You can get the print on demand for I think it's like twenty twenty-five dollars, twenty-eight but but that's for the hardcover. Like you can get a soft cover like what's the name? What's the name of that book? Uh it's the rule cyclopedia. Yeah. It's on Dean's Guild. Yeah, yeah. I see. So I see that book at a. Uh, oh, the soft cover. You guys have half price books up there in uh, Illinois, but I see that book for fifty bucks. But if you saw an original of this for fifty bucks, man, you should have bought it. Like, it was twice by the time on eBay for twice that. Water damage. It's going for like sixty three, sixty four bucks on eBay. Um, yeah. what you like? Here's here's what we need to do, and I'm serious. We need to set up. We need to set up a like a BX game, a Beckney game. Just try it. Like I will DM it for you guys. Just try it. Like just yeah. try it for a couple sessions and see what you think. I'm telling you, it's a great game. There aren't like a ton of mechanics. There aren't a ton of like special abilities and feats. It's rules light. You'll pick it up within, you know, in an hour. Like you'll be, you'll, you'll know how to play. I'm telling you, it's a great game. It's a great game. I, I think that you can get us to probably play it, but I can't see telling my players, "Hey, uh, would you like to try that? This old edition. That's, you know, you're not going to get hardly any crap. You're not going to get any abilities. You're not going to get any feats. You're going to really it. suck as a player. No. Hey, does that sound good to you? That, you want to try that? You want to be like this, a water boy? You can play it like five water boys, and then eventually maybe you'll get like a spoon to put in that bucket with, so you can stir the water. That's you know, and, they're going to be like, hell no, I don't, that, that sounds like a fun game. Why don't we try that? That's probably like no powers at all, no abilities, no feats. If that's, you know, if that's like how you try to sell it, then yeah, they're not going to like it. But yeah, they're not going to like it. You gotta, you gotta challenge them. You gotta play it right. Yeah, oh, I love you. You think you're a real Dungeons and Dragons player? Show me you're a Dungeons and Dragons player. Play it old school. Like, That's exactly what you gotta uh, do. Yeah, absolutely. Draven Phenomenal channel. Um, he 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 actually did do a review. I actually just sent. I actually just sent Dave. Um, I dropped it in the mail the other day. An original copy of the <laughs> the basic set. I picked, up, I picked a new one up at a garage sale. 
$2.25. I picked up a brand nice. new freaking copy. Oh, man. Oh, I love to get a basic set. I didn't for Dave. But, like, so I gave him my, I sent him my old set because uh, he's starting to get into BX now. Um, Dave's great, by the way. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but yeah, Draven Swift. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm shocked that he's just. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So I just sent him a copy of. I just this sent is like him a box set of, uh, uh, of the original basic. Um, this is so this is kind of this is okay, true story. This is the, the game that brought me into Dungeons and Dragons in 1982. I got this as a grab bag gift. <laughs> like, and um, I opened it up, and this is really what sort of launched my easy career. This is the mold day rules, right? So um, before this was the Holmes rules, um, Eric Holmes, you know, the blue, blue cover, the blue box. <laughs> Um, which really was a revision of ODD. So think of the original book, the original uh, book that included chainmail. A little, yeah, right. The brown ones. Box, yeah, the brown box, box. right? Um, Holmes sort of revised that to introduce new players, and then Mulvey, Tom Mulvey, revised the Holmes set, you know, into this, which is the pink box, and then there was the blue box. And I, I just did a review of the blue box, the expert set, the other day. And then this is really, this takes that even further. So basic and expert were the two box sets that came out in BX. This actually included the companion rules, um, which took people from 15th level higher, the master rules, and then the immortal rules, the immortal rules. So. I'm going to have to save up three weeks to get that book then. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, get the print on demand or get the PDF from DM. Hats off to Wizards of the Coast. Like, and I, hey, I'm not trying to be a corporate pimp here, right? But, like, hats off to Wizards of the Coast for actually keeping that the old stuff still out and in print and not just pushing, you know, by you, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Do they own DMs Guild and Drive Through RPG? Oh, they absolutely do. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I they are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think that they would allow all that content and not I be part of it? Like, you know, own DMs Guild. Hey, zero, no jokes, buddy. I, no jokes. Carry those products. That's not like OG. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh every time. That's own. This he's making me laugh. This is not actually my precious. This is my precious. This is like part of, part of my precious. This is actually my precious. Yeah. yeah. Get off my lawn, kids. Like this is why I do this live stream at night, late at night. Because I know there's no kids watching. Yeah, well, there you go. No, but no, actually, yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm ah. gonna get as soon as I get it, Bill, I will let you know. I'm I'm being serious though. Like, look, I'll I am not a Discord person, right? Like, I don't. I keep, are we a family friendly show here? I I feel like I. Keep, yes, not for kids. <laughs> I, I like I am not like I don't even know how to stream, right? Like, I'm not a Discord guy. I, I'm not right. Like, so, but I will join the Discord if you guys promise that you're going to play like at least 
just play one damn session of BS and just see what it's like. Like I'm I'm into the Discord and into the tabletop engineers. Yes. I, who's how, how how do we uh make characters? Do we have to buy the material so we can like No no I'll share I have the PDF. That's what's so oh, okay. cool. I'll set up yeah. a I'll set up. A, do you guys do you use Roll Twenty at all? Do you guys know what? We, I don't. No. I, I, I don't use Roll Twenty. Though. Okay. Um. Well, well, I'll figure something out because you know we're gonna have to figure out how to show maps and stuff like that. Um. Either I'll show you guys how to use Roll Twenty, or you know we could just do we could screen share. You know what I mean? And and yeah, right. And I'll walk you through it. And it's the beauty of this system is it's gonna take you five minutes to roll up a character. It's not because you don't yeah, you get because you get nothing, it's easy to add up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You get a bucket, it's the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's my bucket. Yeah, right, exactly. Hey, if you're a cleric, you get holy water. We're playing, we're playing 3D6 down the line in order and descending armor class, and you're going to like it. Now get off my lawn. Hang on, I got to shut the door. Well, I'll tell you what, I will definitely give it a shot. I'm up for trying whatever, so I'll definitely give it a shot. Okay. You don't have to join the Discord or not. I mean, we'll hook up whatever way we can. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? I just think, you know, if I invited you for the Discord just because of your content, your creative ability, what you do, yep. just like what we do, you know what I'm saying? So yep. even if you're not on there much, it's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? We just, it's easier for us to do these shows and communicate what we're doing so that we're not stepping on each other's toes with our channels and stuff like that. You That's see, I feel like, I kind of feel like the odd man out though. I feel like, I feel weird because you guys are all like crafters. You guys no, are all like, you're I'm all not. No, I'm not either. <laughs> I started all this in March. Of last oh, wow. I'm fantastic. I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm up here. These guys are down here. I just, let's see. I got my 3D printer last June. It's not crafting. That's not crafting. If you, if you notice, most of my stuff is like high tech stuff. If you're not building that shit yourself in the 3D CAD, not crafting okay pressing go does not make you a crafter okay i'll be like look guys look at my stick figure that i drew what are <laughs> you looking dice towers yeah yeah what did you think of this book have you had a chance to look at yeah, that one that book. that book actually has a bunch of old school adventures. yeah yeah that's why i was bringing it up that um that that i love that book and you know Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Here's another thing with 5e, right? Like, and again, I, it's, I, man, don't think that I'm slamming on 5e because I'm not. I swear I'm not. All of the campaign books that they put out are exactly that. They're campaign books, man. These are like first through 15th level, right? Yeah. D&D used to be adventures. It used to be like, it's, you're going to gain like maybe one level. And that's what Yarn Portal was. Here's my thing. Like, Ravenwood is great. Curse of Strahd is great if you're playing a gothic horror campaign. But you can't like drop that into your own campaign. That is a whole campaign, right? Yeah. I want, because my my taste tends towards zero state, where I want a homebrew. I build my own world. So what I do is I take pre-written adventures. And if I didn't prepare, if I'm being a lazy DM that week, right? Like I'll take a pre-written adventure and I'll drop it into my own world. Yeah. Yeah, with these five e books because it's an entire damn campaign. Like that's why I think my two favorite, I'm gonna tell you right now, my two favorite five e books that were put out are 
the Yawning World and the Ghost of Saltmarsh because they were like small little adventures that you could drop into your own homebrew world. Gotcha. Like, I actually would like to see if I could make one request of, you know, to the Watsi gods, right? Like, hey, Mike Burles, man, if you're listening to me, like, I know you're not, but like, if you were, if you were going to listen to me, like one of the three people make watching, make more books like The Yawning Portal, make more books like yeah. Books of Saltmarsh. So, yeah. I thought, you know, originally I thought that's what they were going to do was just make small adventures like they did previously to give you fuel for your, your homebrews or fuel for your, you know, your full camp. You know, you got Ravenloft. If you choose to play Ravenloft, you can drop these little modules in there right. to accentuate that game. But yeah, I didn't realize that they were creating the, like when I saw the Ravenloft book, I was like, really? We're, that's a whole world. Like, yeah. okay, I yeah. get it. I mean, but then it was like, all right, now we're doing this world. Now we're doing this. And it's like, okay, but how are we supposed to flesh out one? How are you supposed to fit it into your own? Like, like my own, I have a homebrew world that I've been building for 30 years now, right? Like Heldenwealth, this is my world. I don't necessarily, I want to play in my world. I don't want to no. play in a world that wizards have predefined, right? Like, I like to me, that that's not the point of D&D, like, you know? But, but it goes back to the same thing with the character. Like, I don't know how to play a barbarian unless I'm spoon-fed the abilities and the feats. Like, no, man, just be a fucking barbarian. Like, you don't need, like, like I, I don't get it. I, I guess, again, this is just me, like, shaking my fist at the world and saying, and I'm old and I want people to get off my lawn. It's like, cold I, outside. Yeah, right, right. Okay, guys, look at that jump out, so I'll talk All right. to you later. All right, Retro. Thank you, man. Thank you, bud. See ya. Um, so, like I said, when I took the Forgotten Realms book and I actually read the whole book, and I said, okay, this is the greatest for me to run a campaign, right? Like, and only because if I threw a name of a realm out, it was there, it was defined. I could either go with its full detail, or I could embellish it, or I could change it. But my players didn't know; they didn't fucking. Yeah. They had no right. You know what I'm saying? They none of them knew what the, the Dale Lens were, or you know, the, the North Lens were. They didn't know what that shit was. Dragon's Spine Mountain. They had no clue. So it right. could have been ever the fuck I wanted it to be, which yeah, it, yeah. it turned out to be that way. And I created such a, a enveloped world that like the things that they did as players changed the world as well. So those things are still there. Yeah. You know, and that's where you start fleshing out your world. I actually took stuff from War Machine and to add, add a little bit of steampunk element to the game. And I started adding some of those things. And those are things that they're there now. Yeah. You know, and it's not in a Forgotten Realms book, but it's in my campaign. It's in my yeah. campaign world. So yep. when the players encounter, like, whoa, what is this? Where did that come from? Well, you know what? It's it's part of the world. Deal yeah. With it. Yeah, know, yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? And that's, I think, every GM's privilege, you know what I'm saying, to do if you have the wherewithal to do it. It's not just your privilege. It's your right, man. It's your yeah. world. You own it. Like, yeah, yeah. right, right. I mean, you, if you have the wherewithal to be that involved in creating, like I said, I've taken things from other worlds and just like, you know what? I'm gonna drop that in, and they may get it, they may get the reference, they may not, but they'll enjoy it either way. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Most of them yeah. did. Most of them were pretty much like, dude, that was pretty tight. Like my head friends were like, dude, that's a war machine, warjack. I know what the fuck that is. I'm like, okay. And does that not work for you? If that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not turning this into war machine. I'm just adding that element to this game. Yeah. So that's it. Like yeah. if it offends your personal being, then. I, uh, in my opinion, I, uh, kind of in, introduced Tiamat, but like a false Tiamat, 
That's up. I she's like it, it continues from Order of the Dragon Queen, you know, from she, the, she come out in the arena after the after the, out of the flu after the Manticore. She she come well, this out. This is your this is your campaign called like Dragons Everywhere. No. You had, but you had a campaign setting that was like all about dragons, right? They don't have that. They don't have the special. The, in this one, they do not have the the um, the daggers. Oh, that's, that's what you're referring to. Oh, the dragon daggers. Yeah. yeah. So okay, but no. Um, like I started it off of the with the fall of Tiamat, like 500 years after the fall of Tiamat, after the um, rise of Tiamat. So basically, I continued from that after I read it. So mines take place after that. Oh, but they're true. like, uh, one of them asked me if they're, if they're going to fight Tiamat. I'm like, go, you know, unless maybe. they go to Avernus. Yeah. Oh, Bill? Did yeah. he leave? Boston. Uh, but, uh, I was, yeah. You know what's funny as fuck? I was just looking at the screen. I'm like, who the fuck is that dude in the corner? It is me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that goofy dude in the corner? Move him to a different corner. I can't. Wait, wait, here. Here, better. Yeah, that, that, that's the dude in the corner. So it shocked the hell out of me. Who the fuck is that guy? He's not in the corner now. When did he join the group? Anyways, I mean, that's the dude in the corner. Uh, hey, we lost you there. Yeah, I dropped. I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're good, bud. So, anyways, I mean, that's a dude that's going there. Yeah, I dropped. I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're good, bud. What's up? All right, can you guys see my screen? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay, so this, so this is my this is my home world, right? Zero. This is like. This is what I'm saying. This is what I give to my players. This is sort of their introduction to okay. my whole world. Like, wow. um, this is what you should do, right? <laughs> you should not rely on a book. You should, like, you should, you should build out your own world, man. Wow. Like, like down to coin and trade, warfare and rivalry, law and order. Like, this is like. This, you know, you should you should be defining your world, not like. Hold on one second, one second, Bill. Okay. Uh, Evil Elvis. No, that's that's actually not. <laughs> I say arena because earlier in the conversation, Crit was talking about an encounter he had for his players, where they were in a uh, a gladiatorial arena, and they he had a third level player fighting a manticore. That's that's where that comes from. That's not my world. That's Crit's world. And then the Tiamat came. And then Tiamat came and just rained down. Up with. But then he blew his dragon flute. She rained down dagger. fire. And then they blew the dragon flute. And everybody stopped. Oh, wow. Can't you listen to the song? <clears throat> but <laughs> the dragons came. So, no, it was Crit's world, not my world. I, I just commented on it because. How did you share that? Uh, I just clicked share screen at the bottom. Yeah. So yeah. here, wait, I'll show you. Here, let me show you. I'll show you a map of my world now. Hold on. Yeah, let me we'll share screen. Oh. Yeah. You share your screen, then it shows up where uh, where we are down here. And I'll just ask you to screen. Yeah, I don't have that if I'm on a phone. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Right now. 
So set back some money from buying Dwarven Forge to get you about a <laughs> Oh, what is he saying here? Just <laughs> motherfucker here. See you. You just wants me to stop buying Dwarven Forge. I'm telling you. Hey, oh, wait, by, by the way, the lava sets are on par to come in around. Chris, March. did you just drink a whole bottle of Haterade? <laughs> I believe the lava sets should come out around March. Really? I can't wait to see them. All right, this, this is the map you guys will be playing in. Okay. Oh, wow. Now, okay, so did you draw this map? Uh, Kind of. I It's Photoshopped. <laughs> no. Not bad. But this is sort of like, this is the starting area. This is where you guys will be starting in, right? Like, um, uh, Let's see, what else do I have here? Well, I, you know what? I'm going to put all this stuff in the Discord. And oh, like, yeah, I'll put all the stuff in the Discord. You guys can look at it and decide if you want to play in it or not. So oh, I, I, already, already want, want, I already want to. So. I, yeah, I want to play at least, listen, at least do one shot. Do a one shot. I haven't yeah, played a character play. since I was like 18. So. I've yeah. never played a character besides that goofy whatever. Uh, I don't know what you call Waterboy? it. Waterboy? You are a character, Crit. <laughs> That's what my wife tells me. <laughs> you know, you know. They say just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. I'm a special. Uh, that is true. That is true. You know what? Oh, I had uh, honestly, my I had to say, oh, my wife. She does a lot, and it's because of her. My wife really changed my life when I met her. That's good. And that was 12, 13 years ago now. We've been married for going on eleven years. Cool, That's good news, man. It was it's been a struggle, but Pooja, don't worry, man. You'll be all right. You'll be safe. Don't get married. Uh, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I, I like my dwarven forge. <laughs> See, you know, dwarven forge or a wife. You know, I'm like, uh, I had the wife already for twenty years. I'm I'm good now. <laughs> stick with the stick with the Harley and the Camaro. You'll be fine. Yeah, Harley, Camaro, and dwarven. You yeah, you didn't see it. No. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to do an outro, and I want to have it to where I'm just you're just looking at my rear wheel, yeah. and I do like a burnout off the yeah. screen. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I want to do that. Your intro's awesome. I recorded that a long time ago, and I just thought I need an oh. intro. That'd be cool. And then I, just, you know, what's oh, funny yeah, turn out it does not fit at all your content, but it's cool. I, like I it. know. It's totally. <laughs> it's you. So, uh, when when do you guys want to like? How soon do you guys want to start this? Uh, and Bill, how many players do you want? Uh, so okay, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't know. This is actually a good question. This is a good question for the group, right? Like, as DMs, right? Like, what is your uncomfortable level? I'm gonna say five and below is good for me. Like me five or four are kind of perfect. I've run yeah, six. when you start getting upwards of six or more, it's too much, man. Too much. Combat takes too long. It takes too long to make decisions. Like, and all yeah. you need you is one. Done. You just need one motherfucker out of those six. One cocksucker who's not ready. Yep. Yeah. Every fucking turn. Well, and it's, like, always, it's always the caster too, right? Because it's like, well, what does that spell do? Well, I don't know. Let me look it up. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, campaign. You know what I hate? You know what I hate? Seventh level. You're saying, okay, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to use this ability. All right, what does it do? I don't know. Nobody told me. What? The 
I had to remind characters, man. I have to remind like everybody when like someone's taking a long time. I, I I give it. I give this. I don't know if you guys do this, and we'll have to make sure we got all your homebrew rules that you do. But like I have initiative order, and then I have like whatever the monster, whatever the monsters are sitting at on the initiative order. I, I say if you're ready to go and you're it's before the monsters turn, you just go. Say that guy's taking too long. I'm gonna go, go. Yeah, and yeah. your turn's over, and I also try to always push that player that's like struggling. I'll say, hey, just so you know, you're on deck. You're on deck. Think about what you want to do, and you know, because this person's taking so long to get it going. I'm like always trying to right. remind people, think about what you need to do. So that brings up a good question, though, right? Like, so if you do that, if 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 the person is not ready and you pass them, right? Do they get the same amount of experience out of that? I would say, yeah. I would say yes, but I would change their initiative order to fit where they are at that place. Gotcha. gotcha. I would that be the punishment. Like, yeah. well, you're not fucking ready. This yeah. guy's going over you. Now your initiative order is fucking twelve or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you went because you were just sitting around, yeah, go down drawing or twiddling your thumbs or whatever. It's really it nothing I've looked into further than that. I usually just, if anybody's struggling to figure out what they want to do or they they thought they were thinking they were going to do this, but then when they actually read the details of what they were going to do they're like oh shit that ain't going to work so they're taking too much time yeah and i leave it all up to them i don't really punish anybody but um as long and nobody nobody can skip the monster's turns all all comes down to i get to the point honestly where that doesn't happen very often by the way but if my players are past third level meaning they started at first went through and they're in third level right like that's the, the level for me that's okay you're not a kid anymore the gloves are off it's time to play D D. yeah if at third level, if at third level, I am describing the encounter, monsters start going. I say roll for initiative, right? And that player or any player is looking in the book, reading what their abilities do. I'm having a problem. Like we're already having that person's getting a little check, and we're having a discussion after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at this point, it's like, look. You can't look at your fifth level shit because you're only third fucking level. Yeah. Why do you not know what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. You have three abilities. How the F do you not know what the fuck those are? What if, okay. I, I'm controlling a thousand different things and you're asking me what you should do? Like, come but do on. you know? But do you know why? It's because people go online and they go on the internet and they look for these perfect character builds, these, these awesome character builds. And they have no idea how to actually play the game. They don't have no idea how to play them. So they have these really yeah. intricate character builds that involve three or four different source materials, but they can't even play a plain vanilla white fighter. Like I, like, I don't like. I don't. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. No. I, no listen, I, I. I'm totally against. I don't like those uh, build videos that people do. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't I'm, I'm not I'm really. We were talking about it on the Discord. I think somebody was talking about doing a build video, and I was kind of like, eh, you should kind of steer away from that because that's yeah. kind of giving people a false sense of security in the game. They're like, oh, well, I've got this build. It's perfect. This should do everything, and I shouldn't have to do anything. It's not. I don't yeah. think they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, again. What's crazy, though, is they get a lot of views. Sure. Yeah. A lot of yeah, people are watching. A lot of people are lazy, and they want to be spoon-fed their character. Like, yeah, right. I'm going to talk to you guys about something completely off-topic from Dungeons & Dragons, but you hit that nail right on the head, Cujo. I watched – somebody posted a video on Discord of some dude who said, it. you know how you make 3,000 views? Watch this video. Right? Oh, I, yeah. I clicked on the video. Right? Not that I want to have 30,000 views. I wanted to see what this motherfucker was selling. Right. 
Sure, he's got 30,000 subscribers. You know why he's got 30,000 subscribers? Because all his fucking thumbnails on all his videos are like, I'm going to teach you how to be rich. Right. I'm going to teach you how to be the best YouTube ever. Right. Of course, thousands of people are going to click on those fucking videos because they think he's got something to say. He ain't had shit to say. Right. He literally danced around the subject the entire video. I was literally watching. Like, when are you going to get to the fucking secret? Right. Where's the golden egg? So basically, you got me for another view on your shit. Yeah, that's the secret. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. So all these yeah. guys are putting out these fucking flashy videos. Like you guys, crit. You just changed your thumbnails based on that guy's videos. As I watched the fucking video on his thumbnail video, because I know you watched it. I saw. I saw the way you did your thumbnails, just like the way this guy. That's not going to get you more views, dude. Well, wait a minute though. Let me say something. Here's what I'm going to say, man. I spend a lot of time on my thumbnails. I do, but it doesn't mean that like I don't have anything to say. I actually spend a lot of time on my thumbnails because I feel like I do have something to say and I want to share it with as many yeah. people as I can. Like, look, man, I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to make anybody rich. I'm really Listen. trying to share the game with as many people as I can. And so if I have to work on my thumbnails to do that. I'm going to do that. If I have to edit my videos to do that, I'm going to do that. Like, here's, here's the thing, right? In that respect, I have myself. I started with a picture that, you know, because I didn't know how to do thumbnails. So right. I look at my earlier videos. It's whatever YouTube picked as my thumbnail, right? right. That's what it was. Right. I had no clue, dude, till my nephew said, hey, you got to work on your thumbnails, bro. People don't know who you are. Don't know right. what you're talking And I found out that that actually is affecting the algorithms. Again, right. I don't give a fuck about money. I'm not making any money on this. But right. I did want people to be attracted to my videos because I want people to know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? right. Otherwise, I'm wasting my breath. Right. So I, I started learning how to do thumbnails. It's the same thing with the editing. I started learning how to do editing so that I could present something better to you guys who are watching, right? Yeah. But these guys, these, I fi I'll fix your problem in, a, in one video, guys. I just can't stand it. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. And I'm not mad at whoever shared it on the Discord, but I'm like, come on, guys, do some research. Go on this guy's channel and see what he's offering. Right. Look at him and you'll see he's getting the views. He's getting the fucking likes. He's getting the shares because of his fucking bullshit. Right. You know, he's dancing around a fucking... There's no... Yes, there's a, a mathematical equation to this. I know that because it's all based on algorithms, right? So thumbnails, thumbnail titles, descriptions, description titles, okay? Hashtags, all those things are what cause people to find you and get on your shit. Everybody, if you don't know that by you're doing something wrong. But that's but what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, again, I do, I work on my thumbnails. I try to edit my videos. I try to put out the best product I possibly can. Not yeah. because I'm a snake oil salesman, because like, but I actually, you, I, you have good videos. what I have to say. Like, you, you have you, good videos. It's just a matter of time before you're going to get that wave. I feel yeah. like you're really close to catching that you're going to catch that wave and that's it. You're going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Now all the, the other thing with, with Bill is he's got a lot of the older material. He's hitting the, the older stuff, which everybody's like you said, is playing five E. Right. Here's the thing. Like if you, you, you always kind of swing that back and forth, like, you know, yeah. and this is how it relates to five E. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how big the player pool is of the older. Um, it's, it's huge. We, well, the foundation also, of the game industry you know what i'm saying like the, the old school players that are still playing i mean i'm interested in it but here's the thing but even like, still like, I, don't, I, I don't even care that's what i want to talk about right like yeah. I'm, that's my whole point like 
I, I'm not a snake oil salesman. I want to talk about what I want to talk about. And I think that I'm pretty knowledgeable about what I want to talk about. And mm -hmm. like, I'm I mean, gonna, it doesn't matter if my audience doesn't, if my audience is a thousand people, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't need 10 million people. If I have a thousand yeah. people who actually care about what I have to say, yeah, and I'm good with that. Right. Like, so I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, in all honesty, look, the one thing I've learned over the year and a half that I've been doing this, right. Cause I, Originally, I started this. I I've said this story a hundred times. I started this for my friends just to show them the new shit that I bought last week because I didn't want to wait a month to go see my buddy and say, oh, here, here's all the new shit that I bought. So I started the YouTube channel just for that. I got into it because, you know, I was into the, the idea of what I was doing. And then I realized I have so many different hobbies that I should be able to share this with somebody, right? I had people at the very beginning telling me all the time, you should have separate channels. You should have a Gundam channel. You should have RC channel. You should have Airsoft. And I said, no, if I do that, I have to create content consistently for each of those channels. Right. If I do this channel the way I'm doing it, I can create content consistently for this channel and keep it going. And that's the secret. You could have great thumbnails. I know people who do. You could have great hashtags. I know people who do, who have very few subscribers, very few views. I don't have a lot. The, the thing is consistency. If you can produce a video once to twice a week and be consistent and keep your topic, your subject, because like I, I watched that guy's video and he's like, oh, you got to change with the times and keep things new. And listen, if you're a guy who does D&D &D and only D&D, &D, how the fuck are you supposed to keep it new? Right. right. You're just going to keep buying new books. OK, right. that you could do that. But right. here's the deal. Yeah. Right? Like I have, I have people who my buddy has a, 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 a car channel. It's strictly Mustangs. That's great. He's got the 2018. He's going through a lot of change. Great. But when that dries up, what do you have? Right. There's yeah. nothing else. Because now the guy with the 2019 Mustangs here and he's got his channel going. Right. Now he just took half your subscribers because they want to see the newest hottest shit. Right. So where are you? You see what I'm saying? If you're only doing one topic and one subject matter, you have to be consistent and you have to have, like you, Bill, you got to be concise. You got, this is my point. I'm right. teaching you something or I'm sharing something with you. I'm giving you that wisdom that I learned or the insight that I picked up throughout my years of gaming. This right. is what I have to offer you above all those fuckers. There's a thousand D&D channels right now. Right. There's D&D channels coming left and right, man. I couldn't find one last year, but now there's a billion of them. What do you have to offer me that Roll20 doesn't offer me, that so-and-so doesn't offer me, that this guy doesn't offer me? Right. You yeah. have to have that consistent insight, and it will come. People will gather and say, okay, this guy's talking about some real shit. Right. He's not just, hey, I got the new 5th edition book. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's cool. You know, but I do think like so I do just talk about D&D &D, and moreover, man, I'm really just kind of talking about older school stuff like, yeah, I'm still talking about some. But but I don't like I don't think that that's older. Ah! I think I could talk about that for like Bless you. what I'm saying is because I don't think that I'm a and, Thank I mean, you. I'm not tooting my own horn. Right. But like, I don't think that I'm a snake oil salesman. I think I do have some knowledge and some experience, you know, like, like so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why crit like critical. I was telling you when I first met you, dude. Stick, and if this is gonna sound bad, and I've heard this a hundred times from people, and I don't want you to take this a, the wrong way. Anybody, stay in your fucking lane, right? Like, if your lane is finding digital product for Dungeons and Dragons that will help enhance the game, hit that shit like a fucking boxing. Stay on top of it like a pit bull. Don't let it go. 
focus on that because yeah. that's what people are going to come see you for. Yeah, what's your value? What's your value add? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying like I have a lot of different shit that I do. And like, I was just doing a video, and I'll, I'll be putting it up next week about my Gundam stuff, right? And I know you guys, you guys just met me, but to be dead honest, I say it in the video. I have only started doing Gundam videos a month ago. Yeah, you have. If you look at my video history, there are no Gundam videos at all. Right. It is ninety percent forty k. Then right. there's a bunch of soft. There's a bunch of Star Wars. That's just one of my hobbies. I yeah. just happen to be involved with it right now. But as I go, I'm like, no, I have other hobbies that I'm going to be. You know, I haven't even touched on the nerf, the modifying nerf guns. I haven't even touched oh, on that oh. shit yet. Just, just wait till the cosplaying and the role playing stuff really get into it. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta stay consistent. And I learned that because I was dropping four videos at one night. Right. You know, I got all these videos. Let me drop them, drop them, drop them. And my buddies were like, bro, I watched the first one, but like three more. What the fuck? I don't got time for that. And I'm like, I got a question for you guys about players. Let's say you have a player that's a little slow. Slap them. No, no, I'm being serious. Let's say they're eight years old. No, no. Don't slap them. Let's say you have a player. He's a little slow on thinking or they're a little slow on thinking and they need they need extra time. Yeah, they give them How, extra time. Yeah, if you understand, they they got a, a you know let personal issue. Yeah, let me ask. I'm let me ask. And I'm a little slow. Let me let me ask you something. And I'm not. I don't mean to be a dick. I apologize if it comes off that way. Are we talking about someone with an actual situation like Asperger's or ADHD or? Something, something yeah. more severe. Because let me be honest, I don't feel like ADD is a thing. I don't. So here's what I'll say. Like, so here's here's what I'll say. Okay. If there is a huge difference between somebody who legitimately is a little slow, right? Like, through no fault of their own, right. and somebody who's sitting there, like, on their damn phone, like, yeah, mm -hmm. right, like, like, and not. There's a huge difference. So what I'm going to say is the person who is legitimately who legitimately has an issue and who is slow through no fault of their own, I am giving them all the leeway in the world, man. I am saying, take your time. Mm -hmm. Can I help you? Do you need some advice? Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I am, right? Yeah, of course. And they're just like, they're, they're having a side conversation. Yeah, they're just like totally distracted and they're not paying attention. And Roll and they're talking about like their Magic the Gathering collection. No, screw you, man. Like you're done. You're like, leave my table. Like I, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I, I, so yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I have a nephew who has a learning disorder. He's a little slow, um, but he loves what we do. You know, he he's always wanted to get into Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And I'm hopefully I can get him going this year, get him started. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like with him when I was when he was younger, I knew. Like we, we just knew, like we didn't have him diagnosed or anything, but we knew we, he was diagnosed later, but it was like, okay, something's going on. He's picking this up really slow, but so I just gave him the time. You know what I mean? I just take your time, man. Cause it's going to come to you. You just need more time to get there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, like he's like, everybody said, if, and I've had players do this, well, they'll be drawing or they'll be socializing and that's fine. That's what the game is. If it's about having fun and being social and whatever, but if it comes to your turn and to do something and you're sitting there dilly-dallying or drawing your new He-Man character or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, bro, I don't have time for that. The people here don't have time for that because yeah. the dude who actually needs the time is losing time because you're fucking around. Exactly. There's a difference. Like, exactly. Yeah. like whenever we start playing, Bill, 
I'll have to probably read something two, three, maybe four times before I really comprehend it because. So, okay. I've had that problem myself. Okay. Reading yeah. comprehension is a good, is I actually excelled at it now. Um, hey, and you're I, not a, ADHD. <laughs> Hate studies ADHD. I know, I you know, that's, I don't believe in that. I believe that that's just bad manners. <laughs> just, just, okay, so, but, um, listen, too, so, oh, I, I, I had a hard time back in high school, you know, with, with, things because of my eyesight, right? So it took me a little longer to read something, but because it took me longer to read it, I comprehended it faster. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I took my time. Read. I know people who can read and they're done. But then you ask them, what did you read about? Oh, well, this dude, what did you read about? And they have no clue right? because their process of thought was just get through it rather than understand it, mm -hmm. right? So take the time you need. If you know, crit, if you know you have to read something three or four times, you shouldn't even be at your game reading it. You should have read it two nights before so that you could at least come close. To, and I know this is hard. It's easier said than done. But you should have memorized it before you hit that table so that when you need to, all you have to do is look down, glance, and you'll already know it. It'll come right back. How would you and do it, Claire, if they, like... So, Crit, let me ask you a question. Is this, is this an issue? Like, is this currently an issue in your game? Like, are you asking this because, like, no, you're experiencing some sort of issue or... I'm slow at reading stuff, and like I'm, I'm one of those people that if you explain it to me, I'll understand it. But if I gotta sit there and read it and read it and read it, yeah, it's a lot longer to kick in. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like I said, then the like, best Batman is to go a couple of days prior, sit down, and give yourself as minimum distractions as possible. And I mean, close the doors, turn off the music get all this shit out of your mind because that's the hardest thing with people with yeah. in, in your situation and make, is the distraction. And make notes. That's another thing too. Make notes. Headline notes. notes are always good. That's why we told you before when you do this show, your best bet is to write your headlines down that you want to talk about. Send it to us so that we have it come Friday, whether you get off topic or not, we can help you stay on topic and you have a defined line of what you want to hit you know what i'm saying it's the same thing for D, D, man you write those quick notes about what you want to hit you're not sitting there trying to read something in front of the group you already know what you're giving them you understand and if yeah. you need that time take that time and it's your time you do know you, what i'm saying do you, do you use anything any sort of digital aid for to run your game so uh, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna call something out here and again this is not like i'm not no, you're fine, Bill. Oh, you're dick, Bill. Right? Um, you're dick, Bill. You're a hero. So there is, uh, is that world builder? It's not, it's not a world builder. It's actually... Uh, <coughs> it's Game Master 5. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this one. I've heard you know. of that. So it's, on my, it's on my iPad. I just want to show you how freaking cool this is, right? So, like, when I open this up, you can see I have those are all my characters. Like, see the characters are in my campaign, so I know I have all of the stats and stuff. <laughs> all of my encounters are here. Like, see, like, all the stuff. and if I click into one of these, like, it it opens it up and it gives me all the encounters. Now, here's the cool part, Crit. It will actually. It will track initiative and damage and attacks and everything for you. Why is there not videos on this? 
I'm going to do a video on this. I have an upcoming video on this. So nice. this is like this is the greatest. Is it called Game Master Fifth Edition? It is called. Is this it? Game yeah, that's it. Five. Yes, that is it from Lions Den. This is, this is the greatest D and D app on the face. <laughs> Again, all the encounters. All I can even see. Here, you want to see my player characters? These are my these are my players in my group, right? Along with their pictures. No, all of their none stats. of them look like water boys. So all of their stats. Like, oh wait a second, that's fifth edition. This is, yeah, this is a Fandelver campaign. This is a fan so, yeah. the campaign that I was playing with. That this is hands down the greatest. And here, look, I can I can give myself notes, but like not only can I give myself notes. I could give myself notes with maps. Like, did you see how I just brought that up? Like, yeah. Um, so I can give myself notes with maps. I can give myself notes with different NPCs. This is the greatest. This is how I run my game. From I don't need anything else. I don't need a DM screen. Hell, you don't even need dice. This thing will. Okay, watch this. Yeah, D and D Beyond is doing that too now. They're gonna start where you can roll dice. Example, like let's say I go into the Goblin Blind, right? Um, like right here, I can roll for initiative. It automatically rolls for initiative. If I want to attack, like if my if my Goblin wants to attack, I click this, and it roll. Oh, he rolled a six. Like so, I know he missed, right? Like right. what mm -hmm. I'm saying is, or if I want here, oh, he fucked critical hit. Right there, critical hit twenty four. Right, like so. This is the greatest. This is gonna for you, crit. I'm serious. How much is that? It's fucking free. I'm looking at it right now, bro. All yeah, those that's, things are that's, free. That's uh, pretty expensive. Like that's money. Yes, it's gonna take me a couple of weeks to save up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's all right, Gordon Forge. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You some bitch. So, so I guess what, what I'm saying to you, Crit, especially, this is gonna keep it'll keep all of your notes organized. You'll like anything, so you can it's right in front of your face. All you have to do is click on it. If they have a question, you can track your player characters, you can track everything, you can track battles, you can track initiative, you can track combat damage. It does the whole like it's it it makes your life. It's going to make your life so much easier, man. So I can have it on this, but the only thing is with my iPad now, for right. some reason, it ghosts. Like, okay. I wanted you to touch the screen and close out the app and stuff on itself. Yeah. So I think I've got to get a new tablet. Uh, yeah. No, you just set your go in there, set your screen to never turn off. Set I, it I, to not time out. Like, no, it'll go into timeout screen mode and just huh? hit never, and that should keep your screen on, so you should be able to... Well, it'll get like, when the screen's on, the apps were just, like... If I'm watching the video, I was just fast forward on its own. I think yeah. that I, I'm you, I think that that is really going to help you. So let me ask you really quick. Oh, let me ask yeah. you, Crit, really quick. And again, this is—I know this is your personal information, and I—you know—I no. don't mean to be rude. I'm the one who brought it up, so ask. So, are you having trouble with statistics, like he's pointing out? Because that app will really help you there. Or are you having trouble with modules? And reading the upcoming events and modules. I'm just okay. No, it's not that. Like I'll watch the videos and stuff on the modular and get a feel, then go back and read it too. Okay. 
but it's just me as a player. Mm-hmm. I like feel like I'm would slow everything down. Definitely coming into like a new base, a new system. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you worried about BX, dude? Don't worry about it. You're all you guys are all newbies, man. Like, like don't yeah, about that, man. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You, you don't have anything. So there's, you don't have any abilities or weapons or anything. You just—it's gonna be easy. Pictures. That's how I figure stuff out. I mean, mm-hmm. you're fine, bro. Listen, I'm gonna put a fish in my bucket. <laughs> hey, you feed a man a fish. For real though, like I said, if that that app that Bill just requested, Bill just suggested, it seems to be very informative. I mean, use every tool in your book or in your toolbox to take advantage and give you the advantage during your game. So here's the thing, you know, if you're not, what's it's, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but just say it, bud. you I'll know, get mad. if you're not playing to win, you're losing every time. And it's not about, it's not about getting, you know, winning, beating your friends. And it's not that, that what I'm saying is if you're not, Playing the game to succeed at your best. Oh fuck! I have it on here. Best. Hey, you're there you not, go. You're there not you winning. Go. You're losing, man. You're just you're, you're treading water. You're you're spinning your wheels. You're wasting time. So give yourself every advantage you could possibly have to succeed. Right? Like it's like if you're doing a job and your boss says, "I need you to do A," and you have to go do A. What do I need to succeed at doing A? You get all your pieces together, and then you go at A, and it becomes so much easier to do than if you just jump in it and say, oh, I'll give it a shot. You know what I'm saying? So use every tool you can to succeed, man, because you're the only one who can help you succeed, bro. You know? in, that, in that BX thing, what uh, I know there's a limited amount of uh, races and uh, classes you can pick from. Yeah. So can, you, can you remind me on that? No, this is a serious question. It's character classes, right, No. It is race as class, right? Meaning okay. you're not like, like you're a dwarf, you're a fighter. You're an elf, right? Like you're not a dwarven fighter, you're a dwarf. Like a dwarf is a class. So you make the, okay. you make whatever. So if you pick up an axe and a shield, you're a fighter. If you pick up a bow, you're an archer type thing. So you're not like going to be, it's not, it is, it is race as class, right? So humans can be fighters, clerics, or magic users or thieves, right? Like you can choose if you're a human. If you're a dwarf, you're just a dwarf. If you're a halfling, you're just a halfling. If you're an elf, you're just an elf. But those races get their own, they get special abilities, right? Mm-hmm. So like the elf is sort of your traditional fighter mate, right? Because the elf can wear armor and still cast. That's what I'm saying. Like you actually do get, you're not just a water boy. You do get some special Well, no, abilities. I mean, I'm going to be an elf. That's, well, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I already figured that out. I want to be because elves aren't water boys. I mean, <laughs> and dwarves are, mate. <laughs> yeah, you can, can I be make, a dwarf. Can I make this guy? Can I be that guy? Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Only for playing in the Blackmore campaign. So yeah, <laughs> Blackmore sort of combined that sci-fi with fantasy. So. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely, I definitely want to give it a shot, though. I definitely yeah, am too. excited about I'm just scared. Uh, like I said, I was just scared that I would. Like no, bro. Slow it don't, down and stuff. Listen, the, way I Chris, don't even, the whole point is it's going to be like a learning campaign, uh, right? Like, yeah, and we're starting at fifth level, so. I gotta have some shit. I'm telling you, I gotta have some stuff. Okay, I started fifth level. These guys started first level. 
Kujo and I are going to be more of a problem than you, Chris. Trust me. Because you are the water boy, Kujo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I got to deliver all the water to everybody. Yes, yes. That's the mock quality. <laughs> <laughs> We lost him. No, he's going to be back in one minute. <laughs> Crit, don't worry, man. You know, don't don't even sweat it, bro. I mean, anybody gives you shit, we'll kick their ass. So just take your time and take the time you need to learn. What We're the ones going to be giving them shit. Well, yeah, but not in that sense. No, I know. <laughs> I forgot I had this app. I never even knew about it. I got it. I got it on my phone now, but I'll see if I can get it on my PC. Yeah. I don't think there's a PC app for it, is there? Well, I mean, if you can, I don't know. We have to check. Did we lose Kujo? Hey, gorgeous. There? How you doing? I got more. Look, I, I got you. more. I got more of these guys coming. Oh, those are cool videos. But yeah, I just like well, you know, yeah, and plus. Back, okay, go ahead. Just oh well, I was gonna say, and plus, you know. As you guys, as I told you guys before, my son he's special needs too, yeah, and everything. So you know, and I work with special needs. It's just I see how the people who doesn't understand it treat, struggle with it. Yeah, yeah, or they like the way they just look at people that with special needs and stuff. It's just to me, it's like really, why the heck are you doing that? You know what though? Here's the thing, Crit. And I mean, I've 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 gone a lot of places and I met a lot of different people. And what you have to try to understand, even in your situation, is that they're not in that situation, mm-hmm. and they have no clue how to handle that situation. So sometimes, sometimes you get people who are assholes and are just mean spirited, but a lot of times it's people who just do not understand, and they have no capacity to behave you you know what i'm saying accordingly because they don't know you know it's just it's just how it is man it's unfortunate you know and those are the people you have to be patient with you know what i'm saying because they don't know i mean you know i mean do you have any idea how hard it was and how long it took for a gay person to actually be openly gay and not ridiculed and punished because of it like it took a long time yeah i remember during the 90s I mean, it, definitely when Ellen came out, she was shunned for the. I mean, how dude, long? It, it just was. It, it was hard. I mean, just think that's just a that's just a life choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can you imagine? You know, people with conditions or situations, and how people like I didn't learn this until I was in the I worked in a hospital. And so people just don't know how to deal with those situations that they've never been in. You never. I mean, you can't take a fisherman and put him in a mine and say, okay go at it. He's not going to know what he's doing. He's not going to know where he's, and he's not going to know how to react to everyone else. And those people in the mine are not going to know how to react to him because they I know anything about fishing. You know what I'm saying? But that's, yeah. that's the part of humanity, right? You just, you got to be patient enough to either explain it and help them through it or just ignore it and go on with your day. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, sometimes it's not worth people's headache. It's not worth your headache. You know, especially if they're not willing to be open-minded and learn. But if they are, you have to be patient with them. You know, I right? haven't used this in so long. I forgot my uh, Apple ID password. Oh, <laughs> it's been like two years since I've used this iPad. 
they, what they the fuck. will. Do, I've uh, had this. Elves, I've had since 2015. Elves back in the BX, do they have to sleep? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. They still... Yeah. Um. So there's no like you don't get to sit and meditate and like what no about dark sleep. visions. They do, yes. They but it's called infravision in BX. Yeah. Uh, sixty foot radius. Um, you see. You see complete blackness at like in a gray tone. You see yeah. like you know dusk in perfect vision. Yeah, uh, it's it's infravision. Goes out to sixty feet for both for actually for all the demi-human races. So elves have it, halflings have it, and dwarves have it. So yeah, yeah. And you have, you still have like a good array of spells. You have like you do have abilities, man. How, like, yeah, how would explain? Because I know you talked about it earlier with the cantrips. Um, there are no cantrips. That, I don't know about the, the whole ones that do damage, but you know, the fifth edition. But I do like the fact that you have cantrips that, um, that you know, hey, I'm down to my cantrips. I've already used all my big spells. I'm down to just using my spell. So there there are, yeah, there are no cantrips. It is straight Vanthian magic. Are you guys familiar with Vanthian magic, Jack Vance? Um, no. So this is where the idea, this is where Gygax stole the idea of his magic system from. Um, Jack Vance wrote uh, sci-fi fantasy novels. The, the idea, the thing is, the spell is, yes, you're memorizing it, but it's almost like a living thing that's within your mind. And when you release it, you forget it, and you don't get that spell back again until you study it. That's that's strict Vancean magic. It's referred to as Vancean magic within D&D. So there are no cantrips. You have no at-will powers. If you're a caster, you have to study for that spell. Like you, you need to sit down and look at your 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 magic book, and restudy your spell in order to regain that. So that's, you, that's until cool. you you know until you do that, you're not getting that spell so, again. That's, so that's explain cool like stuff. a so explain like a first el a first level elf. I guess well, no, you get more spells. You you have the ability to memorize more spells as you level up. So you're not stuck like just like as a first. The only thing it's it works the same way as it does in five e. Just no cantrips. Like okay. you get you have spell slots. Yes, correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you have no cantrips. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not as bad as it sounds. It's just. You know, so I'm so what I would think by listening to that, and I thought that's how it was. I haven't played anything that old for that uh, older style of uh, game mechanic, but I'm assuming then wizards and spell casters would have to fight more hand to hand, or have to be able to defend themselves somewhat, because they're not going to be you know they're gonna they don't have those cantrips to fall back on. Right. They, they, a, so they're level spell. Yep, they're actually not frontline fighters at all right like they not front line, not front they line, stay but... towards the back of the party generally your spellcaster like your 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 magic user is going to have a sling he's going to be a ranged fight he's going to do ranged attacks because he doesn't want to get it he doesn't want to go into melee right like yeah, he does yeah. not want to get into hand-to-hand -hand with anyone so he stays at the back casts his spell when needed and and then is ranged attack like support he'll use a sling to to you know basically get off his ranged attacks after his spells are, are, are blown. So, yeah, yeah. Um, How are the it's monsters? Not, but it's not, like, I feel like I, I'm trying, I don't, I just don't know what a slug's going to do. do I not, try to hit, like, you're not as underpowered as you think you are, because you have to keep in mind that 
you know, what works for the players works for the monsters as well. So I was say, it's you're scaled, not going to come up against them, right? Like it's scaled. The monsters are scaled to the adventurers, right? So it's not like exactly you know, you're dealing with like third edition monsters and then these right. old school players and you're getting go oh, good luck fuckers you know what I mean? right no, right it's it's, to... the, the, the monsters are not mm -hmm. going to have cantrips or at will abilities either right so yeah. it, it it's really it's much more so here's what i will say right i feel like you know 5e is a very combat heavy game <laughs> You know, this is not as much of a combat-heavy game. You have to think to survive. You're not like if if your style of play is hack and slash. I rush in and try to kill everything. Man, yeah, you're probably gonna die. You're gonna have to come up with some creative sort of way to get around situations, and you may not. And that's what's my whole point earlier about murder hobos, right? Like, you you may not like. Here's the thing: in BX, you actually do get experience points for treasure earned, right? Because, but the point of that was, there really was a point to that. The point is you don't have to kill everything in order to get experience and level up. So if you trick a monster, if you somehow avoid a monster, if you if you can somehow accomplish your goal without having to kill something, you're still getting experience for it, right? Like, and I, I that actually I find, a, a, I kind of find that, that appealing. It's not just about, you know, killing everything that you need. It's really a creative way to get around. To you know, it's funny you should say that, Bill, because in my campaign, 3-5, I did that, even though it wasn't in the rule book. Yep. I did the same thing. I mean, if they creatively maneuvered around a troll bridge, for yep. example, yep. They, they got experience for the encounter. You know yep. what I'm saying? Because I felt like you succeeded at the encounter. It doesn't yep. matter how you did it, it. You did it. And that's yep. what's important. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Cause that, that, and that's why my campaign never turned into a murder hobo campaign because it was, yep. they knew they had to solve the problem one way or another. And they did it as creative as they could. A lot of times they got into fights, you know, cause they wanted, they had that in their teeth. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, just want to fight something today. Yeah. Every, you know, yeah. But, but there was times where they negotiated their way around the situation really creatively, by the way. Yep. And I was like, I got to reward that. I got to give them experience points for that. Cause that's just way too fucking creative yep. to not reward. You know, yep. that yep. was me. Yeah. That was not in the books. That was just something I was like, no, they, they, they're going to get points for this because that's, they, you know. Yeah. That's just you being a good DM. Right. Like, I mean, that's just, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. And I think it, you know, it's not, it, they could have incorporated that into the DM's guide, you know, something, the DM's guide to me should always have those types of things in there. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you should rather than just say, okay, these are the monster levels. These are experience points per those levels. This is gold. This is experience points per those gold. Give your players or your DM more options, Yep. right? Like give yep. them as many options as they can to run the game. Don't just tell them how dungeons look. We could do a whole different book for that. Yep. Tell me how I can help my players and me get to the end of this game successfully without creating murder hobos, without creating stat monsters, without creating, you know, uh, mathly, you know, multi-class uber characters, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we do that without going through those steps or stumbling over those little hurdles, you know? So, so like along, said, along those lines, I don't, do you, do you happen to own the, the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide? Okay. No, but I guess Bill does. Okay. So I've got the, I've got the second edition. So, do you really, Kujo? I'm going to tell you something right now, right? Oh. This book, this <laughs> probably, this is the best 
dungeon master material that has ever been written. And what I mean by that is this book, you don't have to play AD&D to get this book. This book is not, it's, yes, it is designed for AD&D, but it's almost system agnostic, meaning the advice that's in this book, you can take and you can be the best DM in the world. Like, I mean, like, if, if I were going to recommend a book to any DM, it is the first edition Dungeon Master's Guide. Certainly, you know, obviously some of the tables aren't going to work for you, but the, the the concepts and the ideas on how to run a game, super fun. Like, it is probably, if you're running a game, you should read this book and, and steal the ideas and apply it to your game. Like, yeah. See, I heard that fourth edition Dungeon Master Guide is like one of the best books to have too. They lied. Whoever told you that lied. I actually heard that the fourth edition Dungeon Master's Guide was the worst Dungeon Master's Guide ever produced. And I mean, I've heard this from people who love 4E. People that who is the worst Dungeon Master's really? Guide yeah. In, yeah. in history, bro. Like, I don't know who told you that, but they lied. What about I, the Monster Manual? Is it pretty good? What's supposed yes. to be really good is the Pathfinder. Like, well, in Pathfinder only had sort of like that core rulebook, but the DMG section within the Pathfinder book is supposed to be phenomenal. And not 2E, but 1E. Yeah, I mean, cool. Pathfinder only exists because 4E came out. Well, right. Th three, yeah. Pathfinder was like 3.75, right? Yeah. Like 3.5. Yeah. and the, Yeah, right. But right. no, I've heard, and I haven't looked through it myself. Maybe you have. I'm not sure. But that Pathfinder 2.0, whatever they're calling it, second edition, I guess, um, it's almost went so much so far that it's almost like fourth edition. It's got. So, so okay. Wait, okay. So, Could you got check your mic? Oh, he's got it. He's got the magic hat. Yep. So, check your mic, Cujo. Hey. So I got this. This book. guy's like me. I got this book. This is 2E, right? Like it is look at the look at this book. This is a that's everything, ain't it? Besides the beast beastery. Well the beastery, I have the beastery too. The beastery is something. I use the Pathfinder Pawns in my game. 530 something pages, right? Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm gonna say about Pathfinder 2E. For all you Pathfinder 2E fans out there, for all you Pathfinder fans, I'm sorry. You know, hate me if you want. Um, that's cool. Dungeon Master at Roll Stats. Send me your hate mail. This <laughs> game is not for me. Like, it's not. And I tried, right? Like, people Super were like, hey, yeah, you should check it out. I, this game is not for me. <laughs> like, I, it's, it, it is so OP. It is so, like, just. Again, spoon fed. I need seventy-five thousand different feats and abilities to make my character different. You really don't, man. We could all be fighters, and we could all be different. It's you. It's not the numbers on the piece of paper. It's not the abilities that you have that make your character different. It's how you role play it, right? Yeah. And I'm just saying that's my preference. If if you like this. If, if there are Pathfinder 2E people out there who love this, you know, game, more power to you. If that's your game, I'm glad you're playing a role-playing game, right? But, like, but, like, it's not my style. It's not my preference. It's, to me, this is, yeah. this is millennial special snowflake bullshit. Like, but that's me, man. So, like, yeah. So, do you feel like 5E is the same way, then? Kind of. Before you get off that. Pathfinder, yeah, Pathfinder 2E, didn't they change races to be something else? Heritage. Yeah, it's they. Well, that was the whole special snowflake. Like, we can't call, we can't 
call it races. It has to be a heritage. And like, whatever, man. It's a game, man. It's a fantasy game. Like, elves don't really get it to exist. They're not going to get offended if you call it an elven race. But people, you know, like... No, the classes are heritage, more right? Power, more power to... No, the races are heritage. So. And what's the classes called? Because didn't they change the classes too? Classes are classes. Like, oh, you know, really? The, the races, it's not your race. Ancestry. It's not your race. It's your hair. It's your heritage. Heritage right. and ancestry. Like yeah. if you want to go paladin, you got to choose a different uh, ancestry and stuff. Right. That's right. what it is. Pathfinder is really woke. <laughs> it's woke just, I mean, like, look. Way to go, Paizo. Again, whatever. You're, you know, like. It's a critical at gmail.com if you want to send some hate mail. Style is your style. And, I, you know, there's a lot of players out there. Here's what I'll say, right? Like, okay. Some people are not really, you know, they want, it's, it's a fantasy game and you should be whatever you want to be, like be something else, like, you know, be like, be superhuman and be like this crazy, unbeatable, unstoppable thing. I just, for me, and again, I'm not saying, I'm saying as a player too, it just, it isn't, shut up, Elvis. it isn't fun for me. Like, like, how is that? How is that? How is it fun to just like, to know that you're that you are so powerful that nothing can challenge you. How is that fun? Like it's not fun. To some people, man, that's the world, dude. Like that's, that's oh it. Grim. That's Grim amazing. agrees with him. I'm grateful for any edition that brings players to get a game and play what you like is best. I feel the older editions have more soul. I, you know what, Grim? You took the words out of my mouth. I did a video a couple videos back where I said I legitimately felt that somewhere along the line and i don't know when it was right i don't know whether it was third edition or 3.5 or 4 or somewhere along the line dnd lost its heart it lost its soul it lost the it, it it lost the 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 soul of the game and and i don't it's and, and the coast of over. any edition soul and you are so right yeah. Grim, but what right, right there you. yeah you're right Grim. but if the players are coming into the game and they feel a sense of entitlement that they are entitled to have all of these powers and that their players should never die like you know like like that you've lost the soul of the game you've lost the po if you don't if you don't have an expectation that your character is going to die if, if your character may die and if you get so like butthurt and upset that you know you're gonna rage quit because your character dies because you did something stupid. I don't want to play with you. Like I, you know what I'm. Not, I'm just saying. Like I, like I'm saying, my character dies I'm and ways of glory. More power. I'll go out of style. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I'm. I'm well, sorry. No, you're good, Bill. Like, you I know, do have a question because we've talked about pretty much every edition. Plus, we've talked about Pathfinder and their two editions. But what I mm -hmm. haven't heard about. And I'd like your advice is what's the deal with second edition? So nobody uh, likes that one either for some reason. Nobody likes I'm gonna show you why nobody likes second edition. All right, here we go. One HP major. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is actually where this is where what the hell is that? Now let me tell you something. Okay, so here's what happened, right? Here's what happened. First edition. Or really, there is no first edition. It's advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Kuja, this is for you, right? <laughs> so, like, what I'm saying is, the 
like first edition was hardcore, but it was also very, 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 very disorganized. It, first edition was what I'm saying is this book. This book is probably the. This book is probably the No, Grim, I agree. Wait, Grim, let me make my point. This book was probably the greatest DM's guide ever written, but you can't find anything in it. You like this book is so freaking unorganized that it's crazy, right? So what happened was the library bill. What happened was so here's the they redid it, right? They redid the Dungeon Master's Guide, and they made it much easier. And now here, there's three things, right? Like, first of all, it's much easier to find things in the fucking in second edition. Second edition, Grim, I agree with you, is a better edition. But, but keep in mind, second edition came out during the Satanic Panic, right? So they pulled all the devils and demons out. They vanillified the game, right? But what they also did. Here's where second and Grim, you can disagree with me if you want, but here's where second edition came off the wheels. Tui started putting out all of these splat books, and you know what this did? This added all of those stupid fucking abilities and those stupid fucking feats. Characters. Place of second edition. And it was like, oh. And it was like this, oh, I don't want to be just the regular wizard. I want to be a super massive, awesome ability wizard. And about a wizard with a gold bucket? Exactly. But here you go. I'll tell you something now. This freaking book. Psionics? This was the stupidest addition to Dungeons & Dragons that ever fucking... I know, and they kept bringing it back. Like, yeah, I, and they're bringing it back, it back in 5th edition. edition too. So, Grim, buddy... I'm there with you, right? Like AT&T was awesome, and 2E, 2E was a it was a cleaned up version, right? Like second edition was a cleaned up version, but they went off the rails when they gave in to players' concerns, players' option, yeah, right. Players' options. Players whining, right? Like, oh, I, I need, I need more, I need more options and abilities. Because I don't, I don't want to be just a wizard like every other wizard. I have to be special. I think he actually is like mimicking somebody's voice. Like he play, really heard that before. Play your character the way that you want to play oh. your character. You don't need special feats and special abilities to make your character special. You make your character special. And the reason that I don't particularly care for second edition. Where second edition went off the rails is when they gave into this and they started putting out all these flat books. My opinion. Right, my opinion. Yeah. So. I agree. Okay, so now you have me. I want to play through all the editions. I actually I want to hear Grim's opinion. I like did Grim, did you care for like you're a two E player? Did you care for all the flat books? Like, did you is that like and there's no right or wrong answer, right? Like, I mean, if you did, mm -hmm. well, like, I just, I don't, I don't see how it added anything to the game. I think it just made the game, more I think it made the game more complicated. It made the game harder to port from table to table um, because some people, because some people used those options, some people did not. From the irony is so many, uh, so many people will use the kits for this flat books, but 
still play the characters in the same way. That's, that's, you know what? That is exactly, and Grim, that is exactly my point with 5e. I have all the splat books. The whole point is, like, with 5e, like, Zero, your point earlier was, well, I can take different feats and abilities, and it makes my different. The irony is, what Grim just said, people take those those abilities, and they still they play the character the same way. You can't, you cannot create like a character with mechanics. You only create a character with roleplay. Yeah, like one of my players, uh, same player, uh, hated the uh, the counters and stuff. He goes, "Why are you, JD? Why are you allowing PHB plus one, just like the Adventure Leagues?" And mm -hmm. I told him, "Because that's a lot of information for me to have." You know, he goes, "Well, you know, if we got the books, I'm like, no, I want the books, and if I have it, I can be like, I can make note of it, and I won't have to rely on you. You guys want to play? It's me running everything else. Yeah, for me to keep." less track of yeah 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 am i in the wrong for that yes <laughs> you're an ass i know <laughs> no okay so why am i in um, the wrong for that why not, am i in the wrong for that you're not, you're not, not at all um okay. like i told you earlier you use every single tool in your box to succeed bro and you're the dm if you I fail the yep. game fails you know, it's not like a player. If they fail, they 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 rage out or whatever. They leave. They come back with a new character. If you fail, the game fails. So mm -hmm. use all the tools you have available to you, bro. Like that's yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, my former boss. Crowd, you're not playing a draw. I know, right? That was perfect. That was yeah. But like my former boss, he printed off that total package for me because I didn't have it, and he wouldn't play the total. He had it. He printed it off. He goes, "Okay, if I print it off for you, would you allow it?" I'm like, "If I have the physical copy in my hand with my stuff." Yes, I will allow it. He goes, here you go. Mm -hmm. So he provided the material for me. That what way I, I didn't have to go out and buy it. From, from now on, what I would do if I was you is I would tell them, listen, I will give you the, you know, if they, oh, if I print this out for you, will let me use it? No, I will read it. I will determine whether or not it's a game breaker. And then I yeah. will give you my answer. Yeah. You don't ever guarantee someone something like that. Because if those yeah. books are created by secondhand people, well, and then you put in this character that's a total game breaker. Now who fucked up? You were the player. Yeah, it'll be yeah. me. But let like me show said, you what he printed out. You mess up your game. Give me one it's second. messed up. Yeah, yeah. So I would always proofread before yeah. any. I don't ever let somebody be like, yeah, let me give it to you, and then I'll be use that character. No, motherfucker, no. So this kind of goes along with you know those videos I was talking about earlier that you know do those character builds. And I used to watch a couple of them, but what I really just grinds my gears. <laughs> Is uh, yeah, I watched Nerdarchy do it and they'll try to say, What's the best cleric that you can make? or What's the best blah 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 you can make? And it's okay, let's look at the races. And they look at every race that right. was ever made for fifth edition, right? No matter what campaign setting it's in, right? Then they pick uh, so they so they pick their race from Eberron, then they pick some feats and, and some things from uh, Magic the Gathering. And then they pick some other stuff from here. I'm like, mm -hmm. you wouldn't let somebody play that. It's right. like, why would you no. say you get to play all these different campaign settings? Into one. This is what he printed off. As people are buying into this and they're thinking that they can make this character. Well, that's a and, fantasy and, build too, though, right? Like that's that's one of those ultimate fantasy builds. Like if I could play, if a GM would let me, I'd play this. But and they don't awesome. state like, that in the beginning of their video. They should true. say, hey, well, no, the GM has no but, rules at all. Dude, you That's know, how they get you to click. And it's bullshit. Right. I mean, because no DM's going to let you do that. 
it's just like that guy that tells you he's going to show you how to get three thirty thousand subscribers you know yeah it's just like that guy that's why i don't click on those videos i when i first started doing youtube i was like oh i want to learn how to get like a thousand subscribers and my first couple videos i was like these guys are full of shit yeah yeah and they just got me to click god i see you motherfuckers you know what i'm saying like so i'm just gonna stumble through the process myself and as i i'll learn as i go you know and if like you said bill this shit is for me right i don't even do it for my buddies anymore because they don't even watch my videos anymore right you guys watch my friends don't watch them anymore right and i do them because i enjoy doing them and i have this stuff available to to share you don't want to watch it? That's your loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to watch and comment on all this. <laughs> what? It's like, <clears throat> like okay, so one of my videos that has the most views, damn near 1,500 views. Wow. Is on my D and D character binder from one of my first videos. It's because right. I told you that video was unique. Mm-hmm. And I told and you to you keep doing stuff like that, and you'll get the views, you'll get the, yeah. the clicks because you're putting stuff out that people know may know about, but not everybody does, man. Especially new game masters, like dude, new dungeon masters don't know that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Those are helpful tips, man. Those are the things that you should really focus on. I'm not gonna do videos like that because you do them. Mm-hmm. But you better get your shit together because I might take it over. <laughs> I can learn. I got 20 years plus experience, brother. You better hurry up. Um, like, like I keep my campaign in. Whoa, hey, it's magic. It's a ghost. Woo! I forgot yeah, screen. You keep your campaign in an invisible folder. So, yeah, right. yeah. How are you doing that? that wait, was, it? was that a green folder? It's magic. Okay, so I got my. <laughs> I keep Andrew. it in this. So I keep my campaign in notes in this. Then I got highlights on stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get. I, I watched your video. I like I said, I watched it, and I told you, those are the kinds of videos that people aren't putting out. And that's, you know, when I'm looking for something information wise, that's gonna come up. You know? I, feel like, I feel like Cujo either froze or he's intently staring at something and about to kill someone. No, he's like, <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, he's he he uses his phone. It's his phone, probably. Yeah. Yep. There he goes. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't do. I really. Again, I don't make the videos. I'm out. Phone went dead. All right, Cujo. Night, buddy. Thanks for joining. But I got okay. So I got 91 subs. Cujo, you're awesome. Yeah. I got 91 subs. I I don't care about the subs. I don't care about the views. I do it because. It's a way to relieve stress. You know, I can just make a video, sit down, relax. Look, listen, we all say that. And I'm going to be dead honest with you guys right now. We all say that. We all say we don't care about the subs. We don't care about the views. We don't care about the likes. It's true. We we may not initially. But inevitably, you're going to. You know what I'm saying? That Otherwise, you're going to get no traffic. If you don't change, like, like Bill, like you said, you're learning, you're doing cool thumbnails you're 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 integrating the editing and all that stuff if if you truly didn't care right if we truly didn't care like i say it myself i don't give a fuck if i didn't i wouldn't learn how to edit 
I wouldn't have bought a separate microphone for my videos. I wouldn't have bought a separate. I, I would have stayed with my little 420 HD camera and just kept it going like that. So I, but I completely agree. No, I, I completely agree. What I'm not saying, I'm not saying I don't care. I think what I'm saying is, I don't. It's not just about being like a snake oil salesman either, though. What I'm saying is, I care. I want to get in as front of as many people as I possibly can because I feel like I have something worthwhile to share. Like, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Like, I think totally. And listen, all the video. Like, I had someone, one of my buddies. He was making fun of me. He was like, "Oh, you know." I knew this. I knew this necromancer once. He was really powerful. Then he gave it all up. And he, started, he just started doing like, um, he just started doing unboxing videos, and it was kind of a little jab at me. He was being funny, and I get it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's whatever, because that's what I started with was unboxings and stuff. But like Cujo, you know, we and I just met him. I just met Cujo recently, but we have the same philosophy. It's like, look, if I bought this shit already, if I paid money for it, and I'm opening it up, so you can see it. That that should help somebody determine whether or not they want to buy this crap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if I bought it already, why would you go out and just buy this shit and take your chances when you could just click on my video real quick and see what you're going to get. Right. Is it worth you spending that money on? And you know what? I may have something to say about it. And I think it's funny because like every unboxing video I have ever done, every single one, I talk a lot of shit and I have a lot of experience. I have a lot of years of stuff with this, with this crap. So it's like, you're not just getting, okay, this is the cool product. You're getting, right my take on where it came from, why it's there, what are we going to, you know what I mean? It's not the best, but I learned through that process, right? Yeah. Someone actually commented once, oh, dude, you need a better camera. You know, oh, dude, you need to get better lighting. Oh, dude, you got to work on the sound. You know, what's all this? What's all that? And then, you know, things I changed because it's like, okay, I'm not yeah. being told to change or being made to change, but I feel like if I do change in that sense, I will get better results, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what we want. We want more audience. We want more people watching our shit because we feel like we have something to contribute positively. And yeah. that's the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you putting out there if it's not for creative growth, right? Like, you know, that that's that's me. I mean, yeah. I, I could be completely wrong. Yeah, so no, 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 no. You're totally spot on. I think, like, again... But I think that it starts with, you know, I have something that I want to share, right? Like that I feel I need to share. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if it starts there, then I think it's all good. And then I think you should, you should like as a person, as, as a person, as a creator, as somebody who loves the hobby, you should be sort of learning all the time and growing and stretching your skills and, you know, learning how to edit or learning how to better position your stuff and search like, like, it would be irresponsible of you as a as a person and as a creator to not do that, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I think where the issue comes in goes back to kind of like the guy you were talking about earlier. I think if it's just like all you're, if you're just a snake oil salesman and you're just selling the flash and you don't right. actually have any experience or knowledge or or anything to really truly share, like mm -hmm. if you're just sort of like parroting and repeating things that you've heard, then then you know like what's the point? Like, why am I here? You know, like, I want to hear your experience. I want to hear your, I want, I want, I want mm -hmm. to see and hear you. I don't want to see and hear some version of some other guy. Like, that's, and that's the thing, right? Like I've, I've gone on some of my videos and I've done something like I've done reviews and unboxing and stuff. And I've, I've talked about it and said, Oh, so-and-so on this channel, if you want to see, you know, what I'm doing, there's a thousand of them out there. Right, right. But you're not going to hear what I have to say about where I've been with this product. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, I that's just, the thing, right? Like, I feel like 
if I'm just regurgitating what I heard so-and-so say, then why did I even do that video? You should have come on and did a video and said, hey, there's a really good video of this. You should go there and look at that. Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah. My thing on this. But, like, when I, when I do my overshot videos on my product reviews, this is the camera I use. A little 720 camera. Right. To me, it gets the job done. Yeah. So I can get the money to upgrade it. I have I bought this when I bought my house for to take videos for my kids and stuff. Yeah, it gets the job done. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I got, I'm using a Logitech Seven or C twenty seven zero whatever seven twenty p camera. I mean, listen, Bill, it goes listen. like what you said about like getting comments. I had yeah. uh, one comment the other day on one of my unboxings I did for Gale Force Nine, oh. and I, it was a random person, you know, not from our little group. Right, and it's like thank you for doing the, the review. It was really cool, and that one comment made my day. Because yeah, right, right. Let me tell you something. I got a story real quick before I go. When I was in the hospital, right after my surgery, my my double lung transplant, I was in the hospital, and I was, I mean, I was down. I was in the bad place. I was talking to my wife, and I said, "I'm going to give up the YouTube channel. It, it's not going anywhere. Not even my friends are watching anymore. Like, what's the point?" I shit you not, man. That night, she because she came, she would come and visit me every day, but she'd come home because she had to take care of my son and everything. That fucking night, I got a message from somebody on my channel. None of my friends, nobody. I didn't even know this kid. I don't know who he was. I don't know where he came from. But he said, listen, you haven't been on in like two months. Is everything cool? Are you still doing videos? Do you plan on doing more videos? Your videos are really good. I would really like to see more stuff from you blew my fucking mind yeah yeah that yeah. night i decided i'm gonna continue doing these this channel i'm gonna stick i'm gonna i knew when i got out of the hospital i was gonna be out of work for a long time so i was like i am gonna focus everything i have um because i was on quarantine anyway i was like three months in the house i couldn't leave the house yeah so i was like i am gonna focus everything i have on making this channel better making the, the product reviews better whatever i could do to make this better i'm gonna do one fucking person yeah. yeah. Well, like, I, say, I say it all the time. I say it all the time. And man, trust me when I tell you that it is not some mm -hmm. snake oil salesman sales pitch, right? The best part of my channel, and I'm not, and I mean this 100% sincerely, the best part of my channel is the comments. It's the back and forth. It's the discussion. So, you know, if you say to me, Phil, well, you know, you know that you want more followers and you want more views, and you're right. I do, but I want it because I want more comments and I want more discussion and I want to hear what other people have to say. It's not about what I and and I mean that 100%. This right, like this sort of back and forth discussion. That's what that's what gets me excited, right? Like that's what that's what I love about the hobby. It's not about me trying to tell somebody how they should play this game. Like I don't like. It. <laughs> Talking with cool people, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Like, I thought about not streaming because Cujo wasn't going to be here, and Z I thought Zero was going to be here. Because this thing, honestly, I don't consider this my stream. I consider this our stream. Well, you know, I, I actually, I consider, I consider myself a part of this stream. Like, I'm yeah, next Friday, man. Like, like next uh, Friday, nine o'clock. Send me the link, Chris. You right now, if Cujo's not here and Bill's not here, I'm not here. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, like, like right now we've been, it's going on four hours right now. 
Right. And uh, like Grim said, no joke. This is one of the better strength, one of the better streams I've watched around the hobby. Hopefully, I could be on here later yeah. on a later yeah. one participating in the discussions. I prefer yeah. the well-rounded roots feel here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I got to tell you, when I first started the YouTube channel, what I was watching at the time, because I was into Warhammer, I'm still into Warhammer and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and 40K and stuff. It's my, my premier hobby. It's the one I spent the most money time and money on. But I was watching a lot of people do live streams and builds, live stream and paint. You know, So they were talking. The crowd was talking. They were painting. They were being creative. It throws me back to the days where I had a gaming club. And in our gaming club, we would get together on Sundays and we would do that. We either play games or we would build paint. And you'd have like six or seven people around the table doing the same thing and just throwing comments back and forth and just communicating and changing, exchanging ideas and arguments and whatever. And I was telling somebody, I think I was telling hate that this this process of streaming is that same process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? So it's when I do my live streams, I'm working on. So I always make sure I got something to work on so that I can have that feedback, audio feedback from people with me on, you know, live that it, it motivates me to do more. You know what I'm saying? And doing these streams motivates me to come on and, and have the conversations that we have. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I that's why I wanted to do the videos originally was, you know, to do streaming. You know, I didn't know you couldn't do it on like I wanted to do it on my cell phone when I go places and stuff like that, but I can't because I don't have enough subscribers yet. Really? I, I, yeah, you have to. Have I can live stream on mine. Not on your cell phone, you don't. I did before. Not on, not directly to YouTube. No way. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago, they did it because I I was doing it at the Star Wars convention, but uh -huh. after that they stopped it. I don't even know. You have to have a thousand subscribers to go live on your cell phone. You can't do it. I, I legitimately have that no. That is so stupid. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Live streaming takes a lot of resources up. Not just from, not you know, not just from us, but from YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, Grim, you're more than welcome to join. I'll huh? hit, hit you up a, a link next week. Who's that? It was Grim. He said, uh, I would try to make yeah, the one dude. for next week. It's I Saturday mean. here in Australia, so it should be sweet. Yeah, totally. I would love to have him on. He's oh, me chat. too. He's got some great videos. I like his videos. They're short and sweet. I like it. You know, I mean, but like I said, I mean, uh, I enjoy the, the the communication. I enjoy the conversation. I mean, look, I don't know everything. I haven't done everything. And if somebody can come on and change my mind about something, that's fuck, man. I'm always learning something. Yeah, you know that's, that's my whole thing. It's like, yeah. I, it's kind of the same way that I approach the game, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to always be right. I want someone to tell me, like, you want someone to, like, yeah, right. I, yeah, change your mind, bro. And it's, it's. Right. Right. I've had players come at me and, like, you know, that have had more experience and, like, well, what about this? And, like, mm, all right, let's give it a shot. Yeah, you know. Then I've had people like, it should be like this. I'm like, just because you're emotionally attached to that idea doesn't make it right. You know right. what I mean? So right. You could you could pout all you want. It doesn't change the idea, right. you know. Right. But I mean it's it's all about back and forth, back and forth, give and take. You know, if you can't if you're not willing to listen and learn, you're never gonna grow. Ever. Yeah. You know, and that's it are what we do is literally that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. it says, hey man, you need more lighting, your videos are dark. Nah, fuck you. You know, it's like all right, well. Right. Yeah. right. So you're going to be in the dark all your life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think I got too much lighting, but. No, nah, you don't. You ain't got enough. Probably not. 
I need to get some... your, when you do unboxings, dude, you need you need light. Yeah. Because well, the like, camera, uh, 720 camera, you mm -hmm. need more light. Yeah, my um, when I did my uh, book review, when uh, my last video I did, I did it in the kitchen instead of the garage. Yeah, I could tell. But it was and dark. It, yeah. So well, you it was dark in the kitchen. Look, I have that fucking light right there. <laughs> and I have that one up Is there. Is that a chicken light? What? That one there? Yeah. It's an LED bulb. It's a chicken light. And no, it's just an LED bulb. Oh. It's a lamp LED bulb. And then I have that one up there. And then I have the fluorescent. And that's still, to me, not enough. Mm -hmm. Like When I do my unboxings, it's like, it still looks dark. Yeah. You know, but then I'm light sensitive. So if I put any more light on, it's like, oh, I can't see. <laughs> and you're like, I'm fumbling around. Like, what the hell is he doing, man? You know, so, I mean, but, you know, they make stuff for that. And, you know, I just haven't gotten there yet. Like, I think I did a video not too long ago with the 20 to 200 video. I forgot to put my light on. So normally when I do my intros and I'm talking, the light's on in front of me. And I have to put a T-shirt over it because I have no diffusion. So I have to put a white T-shirt over the light so right. it doesn't. Otherwise, it blinds the shit out of me. Right. You know, I'm like this. I'm like squinting. Like, you know, <laughs> that's a good look for you. So blue was like, oh, you gotta put the lights on. I was like, ah, this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what you could do on that? Tape parchment paper over it and yeah. use that for a diffuser. Problem is, like, we this is our this is also our lamp. It's our it's our room lamp. Like we turn it up and it lights the room up. You know, on mm -hmm. the other side. Um, so I use a t-shirt because that just comes on and off, you know what I mean? So that that's where I'm at right now. Surprise. Yeah. I'm thinking about I want to get one of those lighting kits, but I don't have the room for it really. That's another thing too, right? Like I have a very yeah. small space to work with, so I can't have like a studio. Yeah. So I can't I can't have a green screen like some so people Bill, have. Hey, my screen we, screen we I made, to, okay, um, and I can move it to a corner. If you want to <laughs> use roll twenty, do you have to subscribe? It's a free yeah, service. It's free, like you, there's no cost for it. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Cujo, I could walk you through it on how to use it and stuff and set it up. Can I, but can I use it on a tablet? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. It, uh, Roll twenty has an app. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm definitely yep. gonna try. I I heard some stuff about the company, and I'm kind of like. Mm, I don't know. Well, I I've heard some stuff about the company too, but here's what I'll tell you: the only other alternative is really Fantasy Grounds, and man. You guys, yeah. shit. Like, yeah, Actually, there's another one. Is uh, Astro? Um, I'll check my email. I can see the link so you can look at it, Bill. Yeah. But um, it's it's like for 22. I yeah. checked it out, but yeah. I'm thought about making a video on it, but I'm like, eh, it's still new, still in the beta, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. Hey, Craig, if you just do Google Hangouts, but like, you can't do that anymore. So no. How much do you know about Roll20? You know, I used to use it quite a bit. Let me bring it up. I'll show you. Guys. No, no, no. You don't. No, don't, you don't need to bring it up. I'm just curious as to your level of information on that program. Uh, let's see. Could I made you, monsters, NPC. I made tokens. Could you do a series of videos on that program? Taking twenty, already did it. How many? How, wait, you did what? Take taking twenty. He, he's a channel. So he did a uh, series on it. It's like I don't know that dude. I don't know that fool. I know you. Mm -hmm. we, I, we I could, but we could use we could use Zoom. Uh, we because you know you can screen share with Zoom. It's real easy. Mm -hmm. Like 
and it's free. So you know what? I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to put something together and then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. You just go out and buy a cheap laptop. Yeah, this motherfucker. No, I'm just buy stuff. Just buy stuff, Joe. <laughs> he buys Warden Forge. <laughs> Look, <laughs> every time. Every I, time. I'm saying like he man, he could go out or he could just. I'm just gonna shut up. You don't understand. <laughs> I, like, I swear he's. Crapping out Dwarven Forge. Hey, I just got this in. What did you do? Crap that out? Yep. Yep. Yeah, All right. Crap right out. Guys, um, zero. Send me your send me your your address, and I'm gonna put these into a tube, and I'm gonna drop them in the mail for you. There's oh, I got, there's three of them, bro. There's one for the road. There's one for the Cragmaw Castle, and then there's one for the town of Pandal. Without giving it away. Yep. What streets? Are you on closest to? I can't. I can't not give it away. I'm no, no address. I'm. I'm. So let me let me put it this. Way. I'm McKinley Park. Do you know where McKinley Park is? Are you familiar with McKinley Park? Yeah, of course. Well, I am. This is my. This is my town, bro. West of Bridgeport. I'm just west of Bridgeport. So here's okay. where. Think. 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 I'm Harwood Heights. Heights. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm Harwood Heights. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I'm an hour south of Kansas City. Like pretty close. I'm not. I'm not trying. I, if you're on, jump on the Discord. I'll I'll send you every, all my information. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, those maps are awesome. I, like I said, I will. If you want them back, I'll send them back. If not, I'll pay it forward. No, I'm, no, no, I, dude. It, Trust me, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna use them again. Again, not that I don't like Five E, but Five E's not really my system. So, like, <laughs> I don't like it, but I don't like it. I ran that adventure a couple times. Yeah, yeah. It's actually for Five E. It's actually one of the most ran adventures ever. It's actually from what, came out. from what Wizards of the Coast said. It's their best adventure. Yeah, to date, still, which is pretty yeah. weird considering they have so many. Yeah. Releases after. Yeah. That Fendelver Mines is and the it's best. It's actually one. really simple too. Yeah, that's what they said. But I think that's why. I think that it's it does so well because it was the starter adventure. Like and it's easy to pick it up. Five E sort of got it to because you know to figure out five E. So right, and it's now most of these books are so oversaturated with information. It's back to the old school mentality, right? Let's yeah. just give content, 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 content. These books become yeah. so heavy. It's like. You know, Fendelver is supposed to be like real streamlined. Let's get you in there. Yeah, and then we'll. And the essential case does a great job at that too. Still. Yeah. All right, guys, and this has been this has been awesome. But wow, um, four hour stream, yeah. guys. I got to jump, man. So no worries. Yeah, appreciate you, and thank you. All right, Kuto, as always, brother. I love you. See you soon, soon man. Listen, Yo, thanks for joining. GenCon twenty twenty. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. How much are the tickets? How much do I have to say? About hundred bucks. Oh, it's ten weeks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so my look. Okay, I'm going to Planet get Comic Con. Job, bro. No, no, no. Okay, get this though. I'm going to Planet Comic Con. Normally, I get two autographs a year, so I spend a hundred dollars on autographs there, right? Well, then stop buying autographs. Well, no, I'm getting one autograph for a hundred dollar. I don't you know if you guys watch. You see how that works? 
I don't know if you guys watched Doctor Who, but I'm getting Christopher Eccleston's autograph. And it's like $100. I'm like, oh, I need it. I got Billy Piper's. I got John Burman's. I'm like, I need his. Uh, well, that's why Cujo uh, needs. That's why Cujo needs Lava Dwarven Forge. There you go. Yeah. Hey Cujo, I changed you some autographs for some Dwarven Forge. Nope, no way. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. I'm gonna cut out. It all right, zero twenty. Appreciate it's you. It's critical. All right, see you later, guys. Thanks, right. guys. Bye. Bye. Later.